Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and people in attendance at home, from parts unknown, here are your hosts, Jason Turtleneck Hilton and legendary luchador, Gringo Fantastico. It is now time for Headlines, Headlocks, and Hijinks. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 35 of Headlines, Headlocks, and Hijinks. I am Jason the Turtleneck Hilton with... Legendary luchador and really, really confused about Vince McMahon's dealings in the past five years. Luchador, Gringo Fantastic. <laughs> so I led us right into like the beginning of what we're going to talk about. Yeah, I mean, that's... Boy, that is the news, isn't it? It sure is now. Now Johnny Ace is coming out, basically throwing him under the table. Yeah, that's exactly how I read this. Is he basically said, all of this happened, but I can't stress enough, I'm a victim here. Uh, bullshit. Like, dude, shut up. Yeah, bullshit, bro. Like, seriously, like... And I saw a comment someone made, it, like, it was really funny, it's a little fucking brass, but someone had said online, like, so... So so Vince made your made your uh wiener not flaccid. <laughs> so it was Vince that gave you the erection. Right. <laughs> no, like, I love it. his attorney fuck Johnny Ace. He's just as responsible as anyone else as Vince is on this bullshit. Yeah, so the attorney for John Laurinaitis tells Vice uh, quote, like the plaintiff, Mr. Laurinaitis is a victim. In this case, not a predator. The truth will come out. When pressed to clarify, he said, reading the allegations, read the federal statute, power, control, employment, supervisory capacity, dictatorial sexual demands with repercussions if not met, count how many times in the complaint Vince exerts control over both of them. That's horseshit. Well, asshole, you're in, you're in a position of power over her too. Right, and he could have stopped it. Like, you, you could have had morals and said, yeah, I'm not fucking doing this. I don't care if my job is on the line. And he could have also fucking turned him in. You know what I mean? Like, right. Because, like, that's the, that would have been the proper thing to do. Like, fuck you, Johnny Ace. You're just fucking trying to save your own ass. And it's like, you know, and then all this is allegedly, I will say that, like, I know that we did a lot of allegedly last last oh, yeah. week, too. But it's all allegedly because it hasn't been proved. But, I mean... Jesus Christ, there's so much goddamn evidence and fucking, like, proof, and and it's all in the pudding. You know what I mean? Like, it's all right there, and it's, it's like, this was just bad. It was bad. It was fucking terrible, and I feel for this, this girl, or this lady, and fuck Vince McMahon, dude. Like, fuck you, dude. Like, you are a predatory son of a bitch, and I hope this goes to criminal court, and I hope you fucking fry for it, you asshole. Right. Like, if yeah, you know what? Ann Callis, who is Miss Grant's attorney, yeah. So she has said that her office has been, quote, office and my inbox have had a barrage of people wanting to come forward to attest about this culture of corruption and also possible victims. We are just beginning now to wade through all of this, but we're frankly overwhelmed. Ooh, man, like yeah. I, I totally believe it. I have a hard time thinking this happened to a single person and it started when Vince was 70. Well, it was like the the one the one girl that he the referee that he had pulled into his limo way back right. when. Like seriously, like 
that's fucked up. And he's been probably been doing this to years or probably been doing this to people for years. And it's like, you, you son of a bitch. Like, and that, and the thing, and that, that's the thing, you know, like you can't blame WWE for it. And I know a lot of people were trying to do that. I know that, but it's not the wrestlers that work for the company. It's not, you know, I'm sure there are probably really good people working in there. I mean, there, I'm sure there were some that like just fucking pretended they had the ostrich syndrome. If you can't see it, it isn't there. Right. And they, they just turned their heads to it. I'm sure there were some uppers that did that, but I'm, I can almost guarantee that like, that's why Stephanie's gone. That's why Shane's gone because they didn't want any part of this shit. The problem is, is that, and the big thing here is that nobody fucking said anything. And the thing is, they were so worried about that. Everyone was worried about their jobs. You know, but there's a point in life where you have to say, you know what, my job's not as important as this person's life. You know, even if your job, you're making a lot of money, you'll you'll find another job. In fact, if you did something like that, you would find another job probably really easily because the other companies that would look for you would be like, this guy's a good guy. You know, or a good lady, the good person, you know, don't. We don't have to worry about them if we hire them in our country. They're moral, and we don't have to deal with the shit. Well, like, even the timeline of Stephanie McMahon. So, Vince leaves amid accusations. She's put on the board. Well, no. Stephanie is originally let go. Mm -hmm. Vince then leaves. Then Stephanie's put on the board after having her name drugged through the mud for seemingly no reason. Then Vince comes back and Stephanie leaves. Like... Maybe that was the moment that she either found out how bad everything was and had her moment of, I can't fucking do this. Yeah. And And it it, leads me to also wonder, what, if anything, did Triple H know? I was like, he's married to him. I can't imagine not once did she say, you'll never fucking believe this. Oh, I'm sure they, they had discussions about it, but it's like, it's one of those things where there's, there's a, there's attorneys involved. Right. And things like that. And even if they didn't know something, they wouldn't, they would legally be obligated not to say anything just because they could be sued by whoever else. You know, I mean, would you put a past events suing his own fucking children? I wouldn't. Well, hey, I, I was thinking that would be a way better answer during the Royal Rumble scrum when he's asked about these, you know, questions, which you had to know were coming. Yeah. Like, wouldn't the better answer be, Folks, we're finding all of this out with all of you, and I frankly can't speak about it now legally, but we're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to figure out what's going on. Like, that's a way better answer than, boy, we sure sold a lot of tickets tonight. That's probably, though, what the the, the TKO attorney told him to say. I'm sure that's exactly what, because he probably is like, well, you know, I got to say something to these people and the TKO attorneys, because it's not Triple H's fucking ballgame. Right. It's, it's the army of attorneys owned by Endeavor, you know, Endeavor on the Endeavor side more than anyone else's on the TKO on in TKO. They're like, don't say anything. This is what you need to say. You know, like and I'm like I said, I mean, like we were saying, I'm sure he knew. But my problem with that media scrum, and I fucking hate that term terminology. It's a media scrum. I hate that fucking bullshit. Like that was all started by AEW's crap. And the thing is, is like it's not a media scrum. It's a fucking press conference. It's what it is. Call it what it is. It's a fucking press conference, not a media scrum. 
Those fucking, oh, I hate that shit. But anyway, I digress. Back to the point in hand. I, you got to feel bad for Stephanie here more, more than anyone else because, and her kids and Shane's kids. Like, that's fucked, dude. Like, they're going to have that stigma on them. And Linda, Jesus Christ, like, you know, did Linda, know, did Linda know that any of this shit was going down? I'm sure she knew that he was being like, you know, like that, but I don't, she probably didn't know it to this extent. I'm thinking she's probably compartmentalized it as, well, he's definitely cheating on me. That's why they don't live together. Yeah. I don't think she had any idea it was to the extent that it is. Right. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. And... Yeah, I like what sort of basically said that too, because we're gonna get in trouble. Everything's allegedly because nothing's been proven yet. Although, <laughs> you know, whatever, allegedly. Um if I was Stephanie, the first thing I would do right now is change her fucking last name to her husband's last name. Just keep stop drop the hyphen it, you know, and because she I think she goes by Stephanie McMahon Levesque or whatever. I think so. So she just needs to drop the McMahon part, get that taken care of, drop it, make her, and hopefully her kids have taken, you know, Triple H's fucking real last name. Now look at Shane. Shane's the problem. Like, that's the thing. If my, if it was my father who fucking pulled this shit, the first thing I would do is eliminate what there could be two ways you could do this. You could be the McMahon that fucking proves to everybody that that name isn't representative of one person. And you try to make it right, which it might be what Shane's going to do. You know, I, but if I, and maybe that's what Stephanie will do too. I don't, I don't know. Like as far as I know, they're not even going to let those two fucking be even be involved. Like they're going to completely com erase anything about that. I, I don't know. It's fucking, it's fucking weird, dude. Yeah. I mean, it, even if you look at Vince and how much he loved the legacy of his father and his grandfather, well, congratulations, that's all destroyed. Yeah, you fucked them too. Like, the name McMahon, it, um, no doubt it's blacklisted from that company. Exactly, kitty cat. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Ed McMahon isn't around anymore to, like, do star search to kind of make the name. Ed McMahon would have been like, fuck this last name. Let's <laughs> Fuck the hey, hey Johnny Carson. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna change my last name to like Smith. <laughs> you know, I, 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 that's a bad joke, but yeah, this is it's so fucked. Because here's the other thing: people entrusted, and and this is weird because it's fucking wrestling. You know what I mean? Like it's a sport based upon violence against each other. You know what I mean? Because. Instead of steel chairs and fucking sledgehammers and all that got involved, it was no longer it's no longer a sport. Um, I mean, even even though it was never really a, a legitimate sport to begin with, maybe back in like Roman times with Greco-Roman wrestling. But oh shit, it, it's like you're fucking like you entrust your fucking kids with this shit when they're young. You know what I mean? And like, and it's being run by this basically Satan, right? You know what I mean? Like, I don't even think Satan would be this evil. That's the thing. I don't even think Satan would be would approve of this. I just know eventually, eventually, depending on religious beliefs, whatever, Chris Benoit now gets to look at Vince McMahon and say, hey, welcome, buddy. We're no both shit. in hell. Yeah, no fucking shit. 
You know, it's like some people, and I, I thought about this as well. And I know Cornette had talked about this too. Like, and, but I'd said it even before I had, you know, before Cornette even said it was that maybe Vince is just, he, all of the fucking drugs from the, you know, the muscle building and all that. And the fucking, all the fucking concussions when he was in the ring in the late nineties, early two thousands, you know, cause he took some vicious fucking hits and maybe that's part of this. Maybe he's just, his brain is just deteriorated. I'm not making excuses for him, but it makes me wonder if like, that's why he's fucking as fucked up as he is. Cause even like most people that even know him, like that knew him and worked with my like, cornet and others are just like, this is fucking, this is fucked up, you know? So maybe this is just, his brain degrading in the past five years of him doing these horrible things. And like I said, I'm not sticking up for it, but it makes me wonder if that's what happened because he, he sure as shit had enough control over himself to be able to make these decisions to not fucking do this. But it's so like I said, it's not an excuse for him. It's just like, it's just, it makes me wonder about like, cause that's with, with Benoit, a lot of people made that, fucking connection of Benoit being doing these tor- terrible things too based on his brain basically being made out of the same shit as marshmallow cream I think it was described when they did the studies on Benoit's brain they said he had the brain of an 80 year old Alzheimer's patient it's like yeah. man just picture an 80 year old Alzheimer's patient who's also jacked to the gills right and that's my my grandfather-in-law he was huge. Dude was like six seven, right? Huge dude. Fucking not just like skinny six seven, like fucking just like and which is why my kid is like six three already. Like <laughs> and he's 15. <laughs> uh but he had very bad Alzheimer's before he passed. And the cops, like he would get out and the cops would try to stop him, and he would literally like grab the cops by one arm and throw them like he had but he was didn't know what the hell he was doing like he would launch people he would launch nurses he would launch people he would just like because he was so confused i don't think vince is that i'm thinking i don't think vince is that. i think vince is and also you know it may not even be the fucking stupid the brain stuff or whatever it may just be that this motherfucker this is probably more than likely what it is you get this motherfucker who's a multi-billionaire right he makes $5 billion for selling his company to Endeavor. He has all this money in the world, and he thinks that he can't be... It's that fucking thing about rich people where they think that they cannot be touched no matter what they do. You know, not all rich people, but, like, I mean, rich people, really rich people are very centric and not in the good way a lot of the time. I think Vince McMahon also, he very clearly enjoyed having power over people, and he very clearly enjoyed watching other people be uncomfortable. Like, I'm more than willing to bet that's why at the same time we were getting uh, Lana cucking Rusev, and at the same time we were getting Mike Bennett being cucked by Maria. Like... Why are we, first off, why are you doing two cuck storylines at the same time? Yeah. Two, you're clearly just trying to make these people uncomfortable. Right. He, he like, see, they're his little fucking action figures. And right. Like... And, like, the story of Miss Bennett is, like, or Grant, my apologies. Like, 
you found a woman who's clearly down on her luck. Like her parents are gone, she lost the house, and you're taking advantage of that. The the referee story, like you're taking advantage of a woman and forcing her into a position she most definitely isn't comfortable with, let alone doesn't want to be in, right. and you're promising the world. Yeah. And it's you know, it's 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 one thing. It's still gross, but it's one thing to for all of this to have been consensual. You know what I mean? Like it's one thing for everyone has I'm sure everybody has weird quirks. You know what I mean? Right. And it's one thing for like that to be agreed upon by any party involved. But in this case, that's not what the case was. You know what I mean? It's like ugh. like even in John Laronitis's so attorney statement. He makes it pretty clear this was not consensual by anyone but Vince. Right. Which I find that very hard to believe, but hmm. yeah, that makes it clear. Okay, so you knew that what you were participating in was not something this woman wanted. Right. Exactly. All I know is like this is, I mean, and it answers a lot of questions. You know, like the whole, I don't know, it's. I don't know. It's real confusing. It's upsetting to me because I've been, like I said, it's hard for me. It, it's going to be hard for a lot of people to separate Vince McMahon, the fucking predator, awful, evil son of a bitch from WWE. It needs to be done. It has to be done because it isn't WWE's fault. It might be a lot of people that work for WWE up top that knew about this and didn't do shit about it when they should have. But it's not WWE in name's fault. And there's going to be a lot of problems trying to fix this. You know? And uh, I don't know. It's really upsetting to know that I've put so much stock into something. But right. then here and here I am trying to like separate it. You know what I mean? Like this is not. Uh, like even I, as a as a wrestling fan, like. I've had people I know say, hey, you're a wrestling fan. Tell me about this Vince McMahon thing. Right. It's, I mean, there's just, there's, well, like I said, all, like we said, we keep saying that all this is allegedly because nothing's gone to court, nothing's been proven, like on an official level. So just covering our asses, we're going to say that it's allegedly. Right. But fuck me, dude. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it, and and the, here and so, let me go back to what we were talking about with the media scrum, the the press conference, right? Yes, the media scrum. See, they even got me saying it, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> okay, so like you just have your event, the Royal Rumble, right? Yes. The, what happened to etiquette? Okay, like you're you're at an event. Has nothing to do with this shit on the outside. And everyone's just asking. Everyone's like, the first couple questions, I think, were like just about the event and about the wrestlers and stuff. And I'm like, okay, maybe we're going to get a little bit of etiquette from the media here. And they're going from the press and for them to be like, okay, like we're not going to talk about this right now. Because honestly, and some people... Or at may, least we're going to leave the wrestlers out of it who had nothing to do with this to the best of our knowledge. Right. Like Cody. They fucking ask, like, okay, so... Fuck Nick Houseman, dude. Like, seriously. What a fucking asshole. Right? Like, 
this this media conference, this press conference was not the time and place for those questions. Okay. And I know he wasn't the only one, but he that guy has proven one time and time again that he doesn't care about boundaries and he doesn't care about ethics. Ethics and media is like very important to me. So this it really pissed me off when I was watching. I was like, oh God, you son of a bitch. There's a time and a place for those questions. And it wasn't at the post Royal Rumble event media media conference where they're fucking telling, you know, it's supposed to be they're supposed to be talking about the event. That's why it was there. It wasn't wasn't there to talk about like that's like that's like you have the Royal Rumble event. And I'm not like I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to make like D make this not serious a thing or anything, but that's I don't try to compare it to this or anything, but an analogy is like this is like being at the Royal Rumble press conference and or and, and or at the at, at an AEW media scrum, right? And Nick Hausman like raises his hand. It's like, uh, so Tony, uh, why were you so fucking scared? Why did you say CM Punk was so scary? Like, why would you feel like your life after their fucking event in Wembley? Right. And you're just like, it's not, this is not the time and the place for this. You know, there, I know that there, there have been, I mean, this is, these are like, fuck, most of these people are fucking dirt sheet people, which I don't see, care for anyway. But see, I was okay with the question. The only, the big issue I had is one, why are you asking Cody? He has nothing to do with any of this. Exactly. And if you're going to ask Triple H, then ask Triple H. Ask the man who's actually the representative of the company. And I got to give Cody all the props here. He handled it like an absolute pro. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure, dude. He, like, Cody's a classy son of a bitch. He is. He's a classy, classy dude. And I'm glad that Houseman, it was Houseman that asked him about it, wasn't it? Yep. And, and that was the problem is like, dude, Triple H, the guy that you should be asking this to, will be out in eight minutes. Wait for him. Yeah. Like, I, I can only picture it. If it turns out, if there are allegations against the matchmaker in the UFC, you don't ask one of the fighters. You ask Dana White, the guy who runs the UFC. Right. What Byron... Or you ask Sean Strickland and you'll get a really good headline out of it. <laughs> When because Byron Saxon is the guy who was like the mediator of this shit at the beginning. Right? Yeah, I think he points it to people, gives them the mic, all that stuff. TKO should have gone to him and said, Listen, when you go out there and you begin this press conference, media, scrum, whatever the fuck, you need to flat out tell them, flat out, we are not answering questions about this right now. We will answer questions about this you know, at a different time. So let's just right now focus on the event that we just had. You know what I mean? Because it's just like what you said. It That's like, I'm glad no one fucking said anything to Bailey about it. And that's ba my Bailey big issue is like, if, if you're going to ask Cody, Bailey was there for answering questions too. Like, <laughs> Dude, don't ask it to one wrestler and not the other. And I know he wasn't called on while Bailey was out, I guess. But yeah, you guys had enough class to not ask Bailey about this. 
there is that. And I'm glad they didn't because that poor Bailey, you know what I mean? Like she would, I don't think she would have been able to handle the question. Like she, cause I, I mean, everyone in that, all the people that work for that company, that's talent are all like fucking really worried right now. You know, they're worried about their own well-being in that environment now because of all the stuff that surfaced. And they're like, what if that ha- What if something like this happens to us? What are we going to do? You know what I mean? So they're and worried. I'm sure, and I'm sure they love checking into hotel rooms and there's some asshole at some point who just, hey, Vince McMahon is a piece of shit. Yeah. It's like, I understand, you know, and in support of Nick Hausman here, and I, I don't want to fucking demonize the guy. I know I said fuck off to him right <laughs> but I don't want to demonize the guy because but he, he he's a fucking dirt sheet fucking guy like first off this is this goes beyond your stupid dirt sheets if this question needs to be asked it needs to be asked by news professionals not by fucking wannabe fucking Dave Meltzer's you know what I mean that's that's my whole thing about it. It's like the ever and every person that they they called to answer a question in that thing were all dirt sheet fucks. Every one of them, and some of them are nice, like like um, you know De- uh, Denise Salceda. She's she's great. You know she's very respectful. Sean Ross Sapp is very very respectful. There are dirt sheet people in there that were ethical and were like, we're not going to ask this question. But the thing is, is like you need to leave those professional questions to news professionals, not dirt sheet people. Like, because dirt sheet people just want they just want to get the fucking big pop for their fucking Twitter, for their fucking websites, for their newsletters, for their podcasts and shit. And the Wall Street Journal seems to be doing a fine job uncovering all of this, right? And it's like you didn't. That was the thing they didn't need to ask the question. Like, and and also I felt like it wasn't fair. Like I said, I may be off and people are going to be listening to this and they're like, well, fucking fantastic was way off on all this. But the thing is, is like, it wasn't fair to the talent for people to be asking these questions. It was a great event. And I know people were like, Triple H didn't tell us everything. Triple H is trying to make sure that he doesn't get himself in a legal bind because our fucking society is litigious as fuck. That's all anybody ever wants to do is sue someone about something or settle or whatever and go to court. Triple H is like, I don't want to get in trouble. You know, I have a fucking family. You know, this is a question that our lawyers are going to be handling. And, and I thought Triple H handled the best way he could have. My opinion. But yeah, he didn't set himself up for anyone to say, well, you, you said this about it. Right. And it's and it's not even a matter of like setting yourself up. It's like, I think it was, he was just like, I know these questions are coming. I don't know what to fucking say. And TKO right. say, say absolutely nothing. Well, he even responded to the one person with, I'm going to answer this exactly as you would expect I do. And goes on to pretty much say an answer without giving a statement. Right. And, and which like I totally understand. There was some who was I'm trying to remember who it was, but I got nothing. Someone actually said, Well, you know, Vince McMahon is his father in law and he's probably been to Triple H's house. Like, okay, but I doubt over dinner Vince was saying, Hey, you'll never believe what I did at the office. Yeah, I'm sure that's not something you talk about with your daughter. 
Right. You know, and if you do, you're even sicker than you know than we thought. You know, and like I said, I don't think I don't think Hunter knew. They probably knew that Vince was like sleeping around with somebody. He probably was aware shenanigans were happening. I don't think he knew for one second the extent to which they seem to have been happening. You're right, and I think I think that a lot of people, if they would have known, just just to give humanity, like I really trying to give humanity a reasonable doubt here, or, you know, right. or, or benefit of the doubt, so that that if people actually knew the severity of the situation, someone would have fucking stopped it. And so the people that knew about it and didn't stop it, fuck all of you. Like, if there is some sort of a report saying a person went to HR and said, hey, I'm being used as a bargaining chip for this person to sign with the company. Like, if that's actually out there and they did nothing, then yes, fuck you to every degree possible. Right. You know, it's like... Now, if... The lawyer for Miss Grant is interviewing an HR professional, and the HR professional says, "Hey, no one came to me and said anything. I have no report of any of this, which I hope is what happens." Right. Exactly. And like I said, I'm being preachy. And normally, we're like happy-go-lucky on the show and being stupid. We will be, I promise. But that's coming. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that we had, we addressed this first because. It's been bothering me. Like I've I've never worked for WWE. Like I've done NXT stuff a little bit, but nothing like any big anything at all. And it's you know, other people I know, friends of mine have worked for WWE, you know, and it's I just want to make sure we came out and told everybody like this is where we stand on this. Like I know I'm bitching about the the press conference a little bit because it really bothered me. Like I said, it's going it just bothered me. I was watching this and I'm like, okay, let's let's ask some questions about the event, guys. Let's not put a fucking dark cloud over the talent's hard work for the night. Let's not do that, you know. And as soon as he asked Cody that question, I was like, you son of a bitch. Like, dude, like and like you said, ask Triple H. That's what you're supposed to ask. You know, Triple H is going to tell you, he's not going to tell you, but don't fucking bother Cody about it. Don't bother Bailey about it. Don't fucking bother anybody, any of the talent about it. Because they don't know shit, and they're trying to make sure that they don't know shit. Right, this is one of those, I don't know shit, and I don't want to know shit. Yeah, I'm trying to just live. And and I can, I would think that, like I said, I think I'm trying to give humanity the benefit of, the benefit of the doubt. I would think that if someone in there knew the severity of what was going on, like aside from the people that were directly involved in it, I would I would hope that someone would have been like, fuck all this, I'm calling the goddamn cops, this is fucked up. And you know, you know? they were mentioning, again, giving people the chance I think they deserve people were mentioning oh well she was there and everyone knew she did nothing like yeah well vince is also a billionaire and billionaires do that kind of thing hell i've worked in offices where like the boss's daughter is brought in and she's completely useless or the boss's son is brought in and he's completely useless at the same time you go 
yeah, I get it. The boss is giving their kid a job, so I just got to do a little more hard work. Right, or the boss's fucking girlfriend or whatever. You know, or the boss is like, whoever the fuck this is to him, like, this is stupid, but we're just going to have to deal with it because... And and I'm sure most of them didn't know. Especially the shit that was going on in the book and office. That's even more fucked up. You know, like... uh, The only thing I think in my head is this poor fucking girl. Like, this poor fucking girl dealing with this shit. Like, and and her name is going to be dragged through the mud for the rest of her... Or not even dragged through the mud, but this is what... Anyone hears her name, this is what they're going to think of immediately for the rest of her life. Yes. And she's, what, 22? 23? Yeah, she was a young little one. Like... You know, that's fucked up, man. Someone's life is completely ruined now because of this, and they can't live their life. Ugh. You know, if this goes to criminal... If this goes to criminal, like, court, I hope... Allegedly... You know, like I like said, we don't know anything like uh, proof wise, but if this is, goes to criminal court and they find this hit, that son of a bitch guilty of all this fucking shit, I hope they put him away forever. Right. You know. So not in a fucking Martha Stewart cell either. No, put him, put him on the yard with everybody else. Put him in the fucking general population, man. Let him see how it feels to be, you know, let him feel, see how it feels to be fucked. Like, because they don't, they don't fuck around in the, in the fucking general population of prison. Oh, what was it? Did you see the video? It's going around on Twitter. Someone in prison is being led around like a dog, like on a leash. Oh, Jesus. And the caption is, this is what happens to sex offenders in prison. Like, I don't think that's the worst thing that's going to happen to him in prison. Nope. Most sex offenders, they 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 get murdered. Right. Like, if lockup has taught me anything, it's I don't think that's the worst thing he can look forward to. Mm-hmm. Fucking anyway, let's get off of this whole thing because it's just it's it's sad and and awful and terrible. Let's talk about the Royal Rumble. Let's we do had, that. We had the Rumble, and what were your initial opinions about the Rumble? So. The women's rumble was definitely my favorite rumble, and I feel like it's set up basically them saying, hey guys, look, there are people who just, like, we're going to get to one spot where I just went, this person does not belong in the ring. But there was also enough to say, the future is fine. We got this for the women's rumble. If anything, the men's rumble disappointed me, because other than Sammy, there weren't any real returns that I can think of, and there were zero surprises. Like, they didn't bring back a single veteran I can think of. No, and and, and that may not be a bad thing, I don't think. I mean, they're trying to build everybody. They're trying to build a new fucking thing. I mean, all like, their big fucking legend star they had was Edge, and he's gone. You know, they don't have anybody else that actually works anymore. You know what I mean? Like that. I don't so know. Now, I'd have appreciated a hacksaw Jim Duggan cameo. Well, I mean, they were saying that Hulk Hogan was going to enter, and I thought that would have been kind of cool. I mean, Hogan wouldn't have been able to do much, but it would have been pretty cool to see Hogan in the Rumble, even though, you know, allegedly, well, not even allegedly, he's a racist asshole. But he, yeah. I mean, he has apologized for that. So I hope, and I hope that was a genuine thing. That but, is what kind of amazed me about the start was they have Hogan narrating 
And all I could think to write was, folks, we've removed Vince McMahon, a very problematic figure. Here's Hulk Hogan. <laughs> God. Oh, people from that era are fucked up. They, <laughs> so my thing, I okay, so I I loved watching the women's rumble. I thought it was it was a lot of fun. And I it, Jordan Grace was great. Oh, she was amazing. That was awesome. I was I was really it was really cool to see Naomi come back. And it was really cool to see Jordan Grace show up while Naomi was in there because those two had just fought and Jordan and TNA and Jordan Grace had beat Naomi for the TNA knockouts championship. And speaking of Naomi, good on the crowd for giving her such a welcome back. Right. Yeah, that was a good that was a big pop for her. And and you know what? The crowd popped for Jordan Grace. They did. I didn't expect it. No, I was like, wow, good. People were watching like other shit. Like, good. Although they are in Florida, which was TNA. I think it's still TNA's home territory, but still, that's an arena of people that was cheering for the TNA women's champion. Yep. And I love the fact that they referred to her as the TNA knockouts champion. Yes. And they, had, they let her have the belt, like coming down to the ring. That was, that's classy. And it makes me happy to, and it makes me think that maybe in the future now, now that fuckstick is gone they're going to start doing more things where they can work with other promotions. And it's not going to be such a pecker contest anymore. Right. So I, I know they let Mickey James come out with the TNA women's championship. Right. But that was Mickey James. I'm yeah. sure they viewed it at the time as yeah, whatever. I've never heard of this company. Sure. Wear your fucking belt. Who cares? Yeah. But then to let someone who's never been on W, or at least that I know of, has never been on WWE television do it, that yeah. shows a huge step forward. Yeah. What, did Jordan Grace ever, was she ever in NXT? Like, Not that or... I'm aware of. Okay. Um, But yeah, I thought that was real classy. I thought it was cool. I love it when they do that. And it, it really makes, it it puts, it makes my mind, like my brain feel good for some reason to know that like they're working with other people and it's not such a closed off fucking thing anymore, you know? Like I know they and, don't need to work with like AEW or anything like that, although, you know, maybe they will in the future. But And best was they let Jordan actually look like a badass. Right. Like they didn't was throw it throw her out automatically? She does the stalling suplex and looks at Ivy Nile doing it as well. Yeah. Oh, who was it? Katana Chance. When she comes in, she does like the wheelbarrow move, but Grace catches her and just slams her using one arm. Right. Like, good. TNA's champion looks like a badass now. And even Pat McAfee on commentary. Uh, what was the quote? I've got it written here. TNA has an absolute weapon as their champion. That's a good, that was a good quote. It was. McAfee like fucking just completely helped make her like i knew she was made anyway but like he like really really when when your commentator from the biggest wrestling promotion in the world puts you over like that like that's that's fucking classy dude i like pat mcafee he's a cool dude and yeah i was looking it up jordan grace has challenged bianca belair to a match in tna which signed me up natalia yeah, has cool. said she would love to face jordan grace in tna which signed me up maybe they're gonna start doing that Especially with the women's division over there, like, because I mean, there's some there's some good workers over in TNA's knockout division. They always they always have like TNA's always been good in their knockouts division. Like always. Oh, there That's was like a while one there. One of the best things about them ever. Like when the beautiful people were on top, 
during yeah. that whole run, like TNA was the division to watch for women's wrestling. You had Gail Kim, you had Awesome Kong, like they were the people. Yeah, and you had Christy Hemi in there a little bit. You had, um, and then later on, you had like you had Tessa Blanchard for a while. Like, I'm sorry, I know Tessa's. There's, it seems like every motherfucker who ever now in wrestling. Is there's some kind of fucking accusation against them? Like there's always something. Someone's like, oh, this guy is this and they're bad because it seems like that's like everybody now. But Tessa Blanchard, like I've always been a huge fan. She's a fucking badass. And the fact that they made her TNA world heavyweight champion, like not just women's knockout, like that's that's like never really been done. TNA is like one of the first major promotions that's ever done that. And I, I think, appreciate the way they did it, where yeah. she didn't beat Brian Cage because visually that would look ridiculous <laughs> to a non-wrestling fan who's not watching it just for the work rate. You're right. But they have him have her beat Sammy Callahan, which okay, I can see that. Like I can see Sammy beating Brian Cage. I can see Tessa beating Sammy. It's really hard to see Tessa beating Brian Cage. Yeah. And like it, I don't, I think that it pay it really paved, and I won't say paved the way for women, but it really like set a different standard for women's wrestling, I believe, because now like it's perfectly acceptable. I mean, you can never you, you sh- there it's a it's a slippery slope because you can't just have a guy just pummel some poor girl. Yeah, the girl has to be able to you know, fight in a certain way and it has to be done a certain way. But it's like when they were teasing Solo and Rhea Ripley. Like, that's legit. To me, in my head, like, I see that match. I'm like, oh, I think Rhea might be able to take him. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so, and, and and that's why, uh, like, last year when we were watching the, we were watching the uh, Rumble last year, like, I was, like, hell-bent on Rhea Ripley entering the, the men's Rumble. Like, I was like, that'd be fucking cool. Like, she would... Because they've they've had they've had a uh, Beth Phoenix in the women's rumble, they had a uh, awesome Kong when she was what was her name when Karma. she was Karma yeah, and they've had China in the rumble, and I'm I think they've had like another lady in the men's rumble as well, I can't remember but but yeah so I mean they've I mean I would love to see that I would love to see I still want to see Rhea and Solo I think that's fun. would be so fucking awesome. You know, maybe uh, if Rhea ever dro- if she drops the title sometime, which I don't think Rhea should drop the title anytime soon. No, in fact, so well, you know what? Let's go on with the women's rumble, and then we can talk about the future of the division. Yeah, that's fine. So, how did you enjoy Chelsea Green? It was great. Everything she did in that match was fucking gold. Loved I absolutely it. loved it. Like. Her, Nia Jax, Piper Niven, like, that was, it it might be one of the few times I laughed out loud at something they did that was legitimately funny. Yeah, it was good. It was, uh, I love, dude, Chelsea's, Chelsea's great. Like, she's, she's in the position, the exact, the exact position that she needs to be in. Yes. She's kind of, she's not, she's still legitimate. Like, she's not like a 100% comedy fucking character. 
but yeah, like she's in a good position and everything she did in the rumble was fucking spectacular. And I was the same with you. I was laughing my ass off. Like you know, a few of us were in here watching it. And like, I was just, I was giggling and laughing. Oh, fucking Chelsea, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like the whole time. And, and it was great. It was fun. Good for and her. Dude, when Michael Cole did the whole Piper, do your tag partner a favor and just eliminate her. <laughs> like, yeah, it's safer for her. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was a fun line. And uh, and I the what I felt the same way. I was like, just toss her out, man. She's gonna keep getting crushed, like right. over and over and over. <laughs> oh, what's that? What's that Simpsons meme? Oh, right. Stop. Stop. He's already dead. <laughs> oh God, oh, Lord. Ah, uh, but you, you, so man, just talking about the women who you go. This person should not be in the ring. The showing by Maxine Dupree was just terrible. Oh, yeah. Ugh. I don't like, know why she even works. Like, she's she should just be a valet. I don't know who keeps putting her in there. Vince, probably. Like, well, he's gone now, so let's end this experiment, shall we? Yeah, and... Because, yeah, she missed her first Huracarana, and then she tries to do the pose... Bailey hits her and is like, let's try it again, which why just move on? Yeah. Yeah, and then it's try the again, slowest botch. Yeah, it was it was just uh, I don't know. I I she came in. As soon as she came out, I was like, ah, what a waste of a fucking pick. Like what a waste and of that's an the entry. One, and you know, that's the one where I go, Victoria wasn't available. Anybody like, else wasn't Christy available. Christy Hemi wasn't available. Michelle McCool, like you know, any anybody like like Candace Michelle, Layla, none of them Tori, were available for Tori this. Corey Wilson, fucking Trish, like Stacy, any, any anybody like, and 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 that's it's really it's I think they put her in because because fucking Dana Brooke got let go. That's probably what it was. They're like, well, yeah, Dana which... Brooke's gone. Let's throw in another person that's not going to do anything in this rumble. <laughs> So, like, if you must, but I don't know what's going on, but this this experiment has failed. Yeah, and I thought that because they had a couple of and Zoe Stark did nothing. In the no, like she just like they built her up to be such a Billy badass last year. Oh, my God, it's Zoe Stark from NXT. (laughs) She comes in, it's like, And oh, I like, absolutely hate her finish. The Z360. Like, yeah, I'm like sure that. when they explained it, it sounded cool. But the problem is you're flipping the person away from the impact of a knee to the face. Like, if physics tells you anything, you flip a person's head toward the thing you're trying to hit them with if you want to hurt them. Right. The My, the, my biggest disappointment, and this is just because I'm a fanboy over her, um... The biggest disappointment was the showing from Shayna Baszler. Oh, Shayna yeah. Baszler is a legitimate badass. There's no reason why she should be going in there and going burr, burr, burr. like like she was almost didn't she was in her like a little, a little bit better than like Maxine Dupree and shit. But they they don't book her like they should. Like in NXT, dude, she was she a, was a badass. She was legit, right? And then as soon as she hits the main roster, it's like. 
everyone's just tossing her around and fucking just it's terrible it's stupid you know and it's like and then Nia Jax like I'm sorry I, I <sighs> Nia Jax was one is one of those fucking wrestlers that I I just don't care I don't care. and they just and like they just gave her the big show spot where like everyone tries to eliminate her and she roars out of it right Yep, and I, I think that she, I, honestly, and I don't want to, like, take anything away from Naya, because I'm sure she's a, she's a lovely person in real life, but she was definitely a, the Rock's coming back, so the part of the deal with The Rock is, you may, Rock's going like, all right, we'll make my daughter general manager of NXT and rehire Nia Jax. That, right. I'm, I'm sure that was part of the deal. You know, and now it doesn't matter because now he's on the board. So, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So moving on, and then we got uh... we got our truth coming out while Valhalla is trying to make her entrance. <laughs> Did you notice? I was so impressed with this. Our truth came out at the same number here that he did for the men's. Yeah, I got confused. <laughs> I love our truth, and it was the absolute best. Just looking around, where are the guys? <laughs> And I will say this too, I think Valhalla is fuck is a fucking cool ass character, and they they do nothing with it. No, they do nothing with it, and it's like, man, you guys should all be like, like, it's like the the Rumble a couple years ago when Alexa Bliss was like dark and darkness Alexa or whatever when when and she everyone was, was afraid of her, and she came in and was afraid of her, yeah, and that's kind of what they should be doing with Valhalla. Because you know, she's like I, witch doctor you know what I mean? Like, right. I, I legitimately look at it and go, okay, so I have to suffer through Maxine Dupree doing terrible Huracaranas, but Valhalla doesn't get to do anything? Right. Like, I remember Sarah Logan. She's good. Right. She's really good. And the Valhalla gimmick is fucking awesome. And there's no reason why you shouldn't be like doing something with that like you have the gimmick you you have the tools to be able to do this shit and you guys aren't doing anything the way these 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 women deserve to be booked like <laughs> it's like it's like okay let's bring Nia Jax back it's like dude Valhalla is a like way better worker and that's the one thing about AEW that's better is when they do book their women's division they let the women do the shit that they're good at doing you know they don't book them well very often but when they do book them it's it's pretty decent for the most part like they let them work to their strength so i don't know well speaking of working to your strength mia yim came out did you see that super cool off the middle rope ddt to alba fire no i didn't <laughs> um what happened okay so i've been waiting all year to watch the fucking royal rumble right yep and they decided to do a makeup basketball game at the high school on Saturday night. My kid is in pep band. So I had to go and pick him up right at the, I missed the entire ending of the women's rumble. Um, it, it fell right when, right when I had to go get him. Like I watched all of it up to the point where, where Meechin came in and then I had to go get him. So uh, I missed it. Damn. I missed it. I watched the highlights of it later. 
but I was, and it was really funny because as soon as I got back home, was right when they were moving on to the video package for Kevin for uh, for Owens Roman and Paul Reigns, for Roman oh. Reigns, yeah. Which I thought that was weird that they did that before the Logan Paul match. They did. I didn't. They did. Yeah. Huh. In my head, I totally had it the other way. Yeah, I thought that was really strange. And I will yeah, say, Zoe. yeah, go ahead. But yeah, so after Mia does the amazing off the middle rope DDT to fire, she then does what she tried to do was hooking Bailey and Bianca to where she slams one of them by lifting them up into the other one. What ended up happening was no one jumped, nor did a lift happen, so it just became kind of a stumble into each other. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see, then... There's an and Meechin. They don't do anything with her either, and they should. They don't at all. I, no. I don't know why. And Meechin was the only member of the of the uh, the OC that was in the fucking either Rumble. Yes. Which is like... Like, AJ was in the four-way, but Anderson and Gallows just have nothing else to do. Yeah, it's like, you could have put them in the Rumble. Fuck, make, like, me. We'll go into that later. Never mind. Uh, so then we had Jade Cargill coming out, who just... I was so impressed with how they worked with her. Yeah, it was good. Like, like, from first she like first she eliminates Naya, then she does that sweet move where she and Bianca have both Carter and Chance in the overhead press and they just stare at each other. Mm -hmm. Like, that was part of the moments that made me write down, like, this is WWE letting you know, don't worry, the women's division is fine. Right. <laughs> like, it'll be just fine. I think they booked Jade Cargill for that match, much like they built AJ when he debuted. It was yes. very similar. Like they built him in and let him come in and do work. Also, cool. I don't know if you got to hear, but her entrance music sounded oddly similar to her AEW music. Which I didn't hey, hear if, it. which I look at as hey, if the point is if it ain't broke, don't fix it, fine. Just man, I expect you know what? That was one thing one of my friends commented on who doesn't watch WWE a whole lot. A lot of entrance music sounds the same now. Yeah, it does. That's well. That's because Jim Johnston's not there anymore. Even CFO Money, like they put out good stuff. Yeah, like like Jim Johnston was very good about making music that worked that worked with each wrestler's specific gimmick and and style. And he's not there anymore. So now it's just like what Chris Jericho was used to say. His music in WCW was just like fucking random basketball footage music number 13 right <laughs> because it was <laughs> not at the his first his original music when he first came in there because i heard that shit because he yeah he even said that in one of his books like he was like i heard that at, on like fucking uh college basketball commercial on tnt or some shit <laughs> the same music <laughs> Oh, so, uh, where are we? Oh, Tiffany Stratton came out and eliminated, not eliminated, but took out everyone with a swanton off the top. That's cool. Which, hey, I'm down. I love Tiffany Stratton. Yeah, she's uh, she's got a really good moonsault. She's a, a really solid worker. 
don't know why she's not on the main roster. I think she's going to be there soon. I think this was her introduction. Yeah. You know who really belongs up there? Because she is just amazing every time I see her. Who's that? Fallon Henley can just guide anyone, it seems, to a good match. Who is it? Her name is Fallon Henley. She's a cowgirl. (laughs) In NXT? Yeah. I've never seen her at all in NXT. Her her big line is she always says, Yeehaw, bitch. <laughs> so just okay. in case you weren't certain, she's a cowgirl. Fair enough. Whatever works. Uh, let's Liv Morgan made her surprise return. Yeah. Which is which... fine. Yeah. Well, that is... the internet wrestling community probably popped for that. They did. They love they love Liv Morgan for what I Liv Morgan is to me, she's just so it's not that she's a bad worker, she's just bland. Like the, the way they her character is, it's like there, there's no way to differentiate her from anybody else. I'm also not a hundred percent certain of what her character is. Right. Like she's insane, except she's not. She's insane, like sometimes. It reminded me a lot of I don't remember who else she was with. I know Charlotte was one of them, but when Shotzi was with Charlotte and three other girls and all the girls say whatever it is they're going to say on the microphone, then they get to Shotzi and she's walking around the ring and she's absolutely insane and crazy. Then she hands the mic back and she's comatose again. Like, okay, so (laughs) she's completely insane and unhinged just as long as it's her turn. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> That's what I always liked about Nikki uh, uh Cross. Nikki yeah, Nikki Cross because she she was unhinged the whole time. Like anytime they did an interview with a group of them or whatever, she was just fucking bouncing everywhere, didn't stop. And that's why the, that's why her character, her crazy character works. You know what she looked like 24-7, she looked like sensational Sherry with Harlem Heat. Who did who did? Nikki Cross. Oh, yeah. Like that interview with with the cage and like Sherry's climbing it and she's moving all around and at one point she goes the wrong direction so she has to go in front of the cage to get back behind it. Yeah, cuz Nikki Cross actually she actually I buy that she's feral. You know what I mean? I just buy right. that she's crazy, but like with Shotzi, I don't buy that. Like because we see her on NXT like hosting fucking show like the the Halloween Havoc like in cosplay it's like okay you can't do that and then do that it doesn't work like you can't do that and then go in a ring and pretend to be fucked up for five seconds and then stop and then stand there while everyone else gets their turn and then go and then right. go back but Nikki's like Nikki's like that all the time she was like that when she was in uh Sanity you know that that was the worst thing I ever did was take and split that group up and take her out of it. They, yeah. Oh, no one recovered from that. Nope. Nobody did. Eric Young left. And Alexander Wolf left. And, and Killian Dane, I think, is in TNA. He, yeah, I think he is. I wish they'd bring him back. Like, that would be fun to, like, that'd be fun to have him, like, just wreaking havoc again because he was great. Like, I loved. I love Sanity was so good, dude. They were so much fun to watch. And they're letting big dudes do big dude stuff again. Yeah. 
like like they're letting fucking Ivar do all kinds of crazy shit, and Bronson Reed do does crazy shit, and that's that's awesome, right? Uh, let's see. So, oh, did you see um, Kyrie saying almost get eliminated, but she holds on to the apron like Spider Man? <laughs> it was so weird. It it almost looked like it wasn't supposed to happen. I was wondering that because it did not look right. And of course, the whole time watching it going, Kyrie, put one foot down. Like right. you can stand on the outside on one foot. You're <laughs> fine, girl. I, I don't think that's I think that she did that crazy spot on a win because I don't think she was supposed to because there was something I can't remember exactly, but there was something about. There's something about the way that went down where it didn't look like she was supposed to fall out when she did. I was thinking that it looked squirrely. Yeah. Cause it was, but I mean, good for her for like taking advantage of the situation and doing something crazy. Oh, someone on Twitter. Cause people are just so fast at this. They <laughs> superimposed the image of Kyrie with like her arms outstretched and she's trying not to touch the floor over Spider-Man when he's trying to stop the train. <laughs> It's so funny. Like, how the fuck would somebody like take a get get be able to like be right on there? Are they do they have their finger over the fucking capture button? Right. Waiting. <laughs> I'm sure some people that live in grandma's basement are doing that, but like like the whole time watching it, just going, I I both wish I had the free time to do that and the knowledge to do that. It's not hard to do it. It's just it's it's getting the screen grab that quick. Like, that's the weird thing. Maybe they had two... This might be what they did. They may have... Um, this this is very possible. Running Peacock on two different things. Like, they've got it on on their computer running. And, and on their phone. And on... Well, on their phone or on, on the computer. And then watching it on TV as well. With the, uh -huh. you know, And then they push pause on the computer for about 10 minutes or so. And then they're still watching it there. So when something cool happens, they can run over to the computer real quick, real quick, and wait on that to happen. And then they can, they'll know exactly when it happens because you can pause like Peacock if you have to go do something. Okay. Yeah, that's probably how it happened. That's probably how they did it. But then again, it was so quick. Like I don't, they had to have been only like a minute delay or something. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we end up with our final three being Jade, Bailey, and Liv. And let's see, Cargill gets eliminated by Morgan. Bailey eliminates Liv for the win. Yeah, and we called that. Yes. Yeah, we called Bailey winning. I, it's going to be interesting to see where they go with it now. Like after did you get to see Raw, her part on Raw? They did, and they looked really, you know, looked really upset. Like <laughs> at the end of that. So I wonder, I wonder if on SmackDown they're going to jump her. I think, I think that's what's going to happen. Is is damage. Control's gonna like just beat the shit out of Bailey, and before she can even because even before she answers, Rhea, they're gonna just like beat a the Triple shit H out of her. Batista type of thing. Yeah, or they're just worried and scared, so they're like they just jump her ahead before she can even say anything, and then Dakota Kai is kind of in the corner, like "What are you doing? What are you doing?" And then they're then eventually before Mania or wherever Dakota Kai is gonna come in and stomp her, or they're gonna have Dakota Kai leave with. Bailey, you know, I don't know, and it'll be some kind of weird double cross at WrestleMania. I don't know. I wonder if Dakota's still injured. Uh, I don't know. 
No clue. Like I would think so, since she doesn't do anything in the ring anymore, or at least not for a while. It's nice to know that she's still out there with them, because that means they're going to keep her. Yes. You know, and like they should. Just leaving her at home. Yeah, Dakota's great. Like, in my opinion, probably the most attractive lady. It doesn't really matter, but like, I think she's the most attractive lady in wrestling, my opinion. It doesn't really matter, especially not these days. Um, but, but yeah, like, she is she's a good worker dude and and i really wish they'd revisit dakota and tegan that whole fucking thing and there's a lot of nxt shit that i feel like if they brought them up to the main rock because a lot of people didn't watch nxt at the you know to see all this really cool shit there were a lot of people that did but there are a lot of the the regular fans that didn't see the tegan knox dakota kai feud it was fucking vicious and awesome and they, there were people who didn't see fucking Tommaso Ciampa and and fucking Johnny Gargano's fucking vicious feud. Like there, they, there were a lot of people who didn't see that. They could be revisited. I was really hoping they were going to do that. We'll talk about that later, though. Whatever. And you know, here's where I can't help but think: TKO, they're they're doing a more sports based presentation, which I super appreciate. Like I love the timers of here's how long this person's been in. Here's how long this person's been yeah, in. Yeah, that like, was cool. Thank you. That's kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> but man, if they had like Byron Saxton host some sort of a, here's why you should give a shit about this person. Like they brought DIY in. A lot of people didn't see NXT, so they don't know about DIY. They don't know they imploded and all that. So just show DIY footage and say, here's the new tag team DIY and why you should give a shit. Right. Yes, like it's a little bit of history lesson, like a history lesson show. Right. We should do that. Um, And like, to the best of my knowledge, you guys own the footage to your developmental territory. Use it. Exactly. And, but yeah, with the, with the rumble, I was, I was, I'm glad Bailey won. I think it was nice to see Bailey win. I was really, really happy that Becky Lynch didn't win. Cause I don't, I don't want to see Becky Lynch in a main event championship match anymore. I just don't. I don't I care. Thinking, Bailey. I feel like is the one of the four horsewomen that doesn't get as much praise or accolades as the others. Like yeah. obviously Charlotte gets all of the accolades for sure. Becky definitely second and everyone loves Sasha, but man, Bailey always seems to find herself on the wayside of all that. Then the only way that they're going to, they're the only way they're going to be able to make that to fix that is have her have a big WrestleMania moment. And the only way that's going to work is, and, and not, I don't want her to beat Ripley. I don't want, I don't want to see Bailey versus Rhea Ripley. I really don't want to see that. Here's but, what I think we're getting. Ugh. I think for my money, the way I'm seeing them book it, we're getting Becky finally beating Nia somehow. She is going to face Ripley at Mania. And I hope Ripley, Ripley goes over to continue her streak of being a badass. Mm -hmm. And I think Bailey is taking the championship from EO at Mania. Yeah, that would be cool. Bailey, I, I really, I've always liked Bailey. I always like the love, hugger character. Yeah, I'd even love if Bailey turns face again. Like she doesn't have to be the hugger again, but make Bailey a face. People love her. Yeah. That would be that would be super cool, and we never really got a really good Charlotte versus Bailey match. No, no, we didn't. We I think we've had matches, but it was never like 
prominent. You know Definitely I mean? the the steal the show four horsewomen matches for me were always Becky, not Becky, Bailey and Sasha. Right. Like the match they had at TakeOver in Brooklyn, amazing. It was a good match. It was a good match. And if Charlotte's had matches with everybody that have been and she's had matches with Becky Lynch that have been really good. She's had matches with Sasha Banks that have been really good. I'm not a she huge had Sasha. The, um, she had the amazing WrestleMania match with Ripley. Right, yeah. And I don't like I said, I don't know, like I I don't know how they're gonna do this, they, but they've got to manage to do somehow where they're gonna get Bailey over. Bailey's gonna have to go over as a heel or as a face, I mean, because it doesn't make any sense. Because one, having two heels fight at WrestleMania doesn't work. No, it, it's never worked. And like it's hard enough to... two faces where you're rooting for both people, but if it's two people you don't like, it just doesn't work. Right. And and they're gonna have to figure out. And the best way for them to do that's a betrayal angle, you know, where it's like you and then like attack viciously attack Bailey because we we thought they were going to do that anyway, right? And they've been teasing that a little bit here and there, and then they dropped it for a little bit and let it go, and now they're now they're going to do it again, and I think that's where the payoff's going to come, or Bailey's going to get severely beaten, and I think Dakota Kai is going to be like in the mix of it, where like she doesn't know what to do, you know. I hope they don't to be like, oh, we're both heels and we're friends, but we're going to have a sportsman like competition at Rumble because there's or at Mania because there's no there's no reason to get behind that. You know what I mean? There's no there's no reason to like care. You have to have in wrestling. You have to have reason to give a shit why two people are beating the crap out of each other, other than like we're friends. Let's shake hands and fight. I don't give a fuck about that. If I wanted to right. see that, I would watch like UFC or something. You know what I mean? Or like fucking boxing. You know? But I, but uh. I do in wrestling, you have to have some kind of story in place to make us give a shit to, to want to see one person win because then there's no dra- dramatic conflict. If you don't have conflict, dramatic conflict, it's flat and no one cares. So, And if you're not on the side of someone, like it just doesn't work. Right. Uh. Well, speaking of what just doesn't work, in my opinion, we had our fatal four-way of LA Knight, AJ, Randy Orton, and Roman Reigns. And for my money, this is the weakest I've seen Roman Reigns look since he's been champion. Yeah. That match sucked, dude. I did not like it. Like, it was just a bunch of, okay, your turn to do the stuff. Your turn to do the stuff, which is typical of multi-man matches, but this was just not good. I would have preferred to see LA Knight in the Rumble. I think seeing LA Knight in the Rumble and that whole thing would have been really cool because it would have added to the it would have added to the are they where which way are they gonna go? You know what I mean? Because I could easily see like LA Knight winning the Rumble and challenging Seth Rollins. Right. You know, like not Roman, because I'm sorry, but LA Knight versus Roman Reigns doesn't work for me. Like I have no I, interest. I just don't care. And it's not LA Knight's fault. It's not Roman's fault. It's just that those two, the pairing of those two just doesn't work. And I don't care about Randy Orton. I've never been a huge fan of Randy Orton. The guy's talented, sure, whatever, fine. But I just, I've never cared. Even when the the even with like evolution and I just didn't fucking care. 
I was like, yeah, Randy Orton, they're pushing this fucking young kid, and I don't really care for him anyway, whatever. The only time I've ever liked Randy Orton was when he was in the cast, coming up, popping up on the screen, cutting those promos. I don't know if you oh, ever watched yes. this. The RNN or whatever, Randy News Network, where he would come up and talk about his arm being like, my arm is 36.5% healed. Like, that was, I loved that Randy Orton. But after that, I just didn't like him at all, and I never have. I always had bias against him anyway because of the whole military thing. So that's probably why I don't like him. So I've you know, always been I've always been just apathetic to his existence. Like Randy is here and he's gonna be fine. And then they put him with fucking douchebag douchebag uh stoner stoner douche. And they had that that, that, that had awful. turned the channel heat with me. Like so I'm sorry, I I hate stoner jokes. I yep. hate the stoner attitude like that. I just, first off, I know stoners, and none of them act like that. <laughs> the problem is, is that wasn't him playing a gimmick. That is how he is. Right. I've seen like clips of him and evolve, like backstage, where he's like talking about he's he's going up to Gabe Sapolsky or whatever. I think that's who ran Evolve, and he's just like. Hey, bro, like, I'm going to have a table. Like, I'm going to sell my merch. Like, right now, it's going to be great. And Gabe Sapolsky's like, it's rude to do that during someone else's match. Like, wait until everything's done, and then we can do the merch stuff. Oh, okay, bro. Like, uh. And I'm like, oh, God. It's the first time. That was before I saw him on WWE TV. And I'm like, oh, fuck that guy. I hope he never goes on WWE. And sure enough, there he goes. I'm like, oh, man. Your 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 gimmick sucks. Your theme music grates through my fucking brain. Like everything you say, like just ugh, your God. CGI is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. Ugh, fuck. Although I totally get why he just keeps getting things he wants. I would give him whatever he wants to make him go away. Yeah, but here's like, a here's a thousand dollars. Don't fucking talk for a month. Like. Hey man, so I want a team with Randy, and I think we could like, dude, whatever the fuck ends this conversation, go do that. <laughs> no shit. And then of You're... course you get the call from Randy, like, hey, Matt Riddle says I'm teaming with you. Like, here's an extra ten thousand a week. Just don't let him speak to me. That was like the one time where I'm like. I was like, Randy's more tolerable. Like, I'd rather watch Randy. But I'm with you, dude. That was a fucking channel turner for me, too. Like, I, whenever I saw him, like, on Hulu streams or even when I cable, I just, I fucking skipped through it. I was like, I can't do it. I cannot watch this fucking idiot. It, it's, you know what? I've always said this about Seth Rogen. Just, if I see Seth Rogen on something, I immediately know I am not going to enjoy this. <laughs> like, that's, I that's know... Fair. Like, I know I was supposed to look... I've never watched Pineapple Express. Mm -mm. He was the most annoying part of Zack and Mary to me. Yeah, I mean, there was that was like the only time I've ever found him tolerable. That's just because his lines were written by Kevin Smith. Right. And that's the only thing that saved that. But if, yeah, I don't... Yeah, all of the, all that stoner shit. Like, all my friends in school, they would watch, like, in high school, they, like, Friday. And there was a lot of stoner humor in Friday. And I just didn't get it. And then there's like, and they're like the up and smoke and like all the Cheech and Chong moves. I'm like, let's fucking get this. Like, because I, I was never, a, I was not a drug person. 
and I didn't think drugs were funny. I still don't think they're funny. You know, well, even like it, you didn't even do a drugs are funny. You just make yourself look stupid. Like, I'm sorry, the whole. Hey, man, so like we're going to sell these and we're going to sell four by 20. Like you sound like an idiot. Stop it. It's like they were trying to do Spicoli or he's trying to do Spicoli, but he's proving that he's not Sean Penn or not That's even close. You know what I mean? He's like, yes. he's like fucking Walmart Sean Penn. He's fucking he's fucking Sam's choice fucking Spicoli. <laughs> that's what that's what he is yeah <laughs> uh, sam's choice because but yeah at, at the end of this four-way i just wrote well that was anticlimactic we just got spear by roman to randy knight attacks roman and then styles jumps off the top rope la pushed into the ropes knocking aj off spear to aj for the win and of course, after a solo Sokoa interference. Like every like, fucking time. And that's what made me just say, it's time. End this. And the... Oh, okay. Everyone who keeps saying, well, he has to beat Hogan's record. Hogan doesn't have a record. When your yeah. record is, I'm the third longest, it's not a record. Right. You, you <laughs> either have to be Bruno Sammartino or shut the fuck up about it. Right, and like, okay, if you want him to have the record, he's going to be champion until 2027, I think. Yeah, would, yeah, something like that. Oh, God, I hope they don't do that. Which, no, 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 all the fucking no's no. Oh, gee, I, oh God, I, I really hope they don't do that. If I was Cody Rhodes and I don't go over at Mania, I quit. Like, that's the thing, I would just leave. I would just go to... We'll just go back to AEW. You know, it's like, if I'm going to be booked, like, terribly, I might as well go somewhere where I'm going to get paid a lot of money to do it. I mean, at that point, call up Tanahashi and just be like, hey, New Japan, what do you got for me? Right. That would that would be the best option. Or call up Scott DeMore and be like, hey, I hear you're rebranding to TNA. You want me? Yeah, I'll work for a discount. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's... uh. Yeah, if, if if he doesn't go over in Mania and it's the same bullshit where, like, Solo interferes and Jimmy Uso interferes and fucking, like, you know, and then they end up getting, like, uh, one, one of the other relatives. I can't remember their names. Also, it, it blows my Jacob. mind. So Jimmy is in the Rumble, so he just has the night off from being Roman's bodyguard? Right. Yeah, and... Like, is that why last year none of the bloodline to include Sami Zayn were in the Rumble? Because they all were on duty as Roman Reigns' bodyguard? You're right, though, dude. It's time. It's time to get rid of it. It's time for Roman to drop that title. Because it's stale. And, like, it, I don't know when you watched Raw, like, that whole promo from Seth Rollins. He's just like, you know, this is what it is. You go out there, you fight him, and Roman cheats to win. Yep, <laughs> I'm like, well, so at least he's fucking coming out and calling it. Oh, um, the worst part, I loved that promo, and I love that Seth is trying to tell us all, hey, this is the workhorse championship. The problem is, Seth looked like a total goof the whole time being the workhorse champion. Yeah, like with the fluffy, 
weird Sam Smith balloon clothes and the moon boots and the fucking right. Yeah, like, it's, I, like, I, it's hard to take him seriously. And it's like, dude, I want to be on your side. The problem is, you look like a doofus. <laughs> I do like that he's been going out and cutting like good promos though lately. But I don't think they're gonna. I don't think. I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna what they're gonna do with that. Because I don't think they're going to have Cody and Rollins. Oh, I doubt it. Because I think what Cody's going to say is going to be like, yeah, that's why I'm trying to take this title from Roman so I can build this title to the same thing. Well, hang on. Let me see what I wrote here. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I scrolled all the way to the wrong show. Give me a second here. (laughs) (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. Boy, this search function would be fucking awesome if I could get it to work. (laughs) Okay, here it is. So after that promo I just wrote, Roman is the one Cody couldn't beat. Roman is why Cody came back. The championship he's wearing. Roman is still the champion to everybody. Like, that's why Cody has to beat him. It's like, it's like, okay. You played a video game and you made it all the way to the final boss and you lost on hard. Just switch it to easy, bro. <laughs> uh, like, yeah. no, Roman is st- Did you ever play Golden Axe on Sega or Arcade? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if you play it on the lower settings of like easy and normal, you don't get the full game. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like, okay, so you couldn't beat the headless guy. There's no need for you to fight the big bad. Right. Yeah, he needs to go. He needs to go and do uh he needs to go after Roman. And right. Yeah. So we can get into more of this after we talk about the men's rumble. Let's talk about Kevin Owens versus Logan Douche. Well, I'm of the matches we got that weren't rumbles, it was my match of the night. That being said, pay back the millions of dollars you fucking fleeced your fans out of, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, God, anybody, but anybody, like, you know what, though? I think I tolerate Logan Paul more than I tolerate fucking, bro. Like, I think I can tolerate Logan Paul more than fucking, than douche novel. That's fair. Because, like, Logan Paul, like, he's a good heel. I will, okay, I'll give him credit. I don't like to give him credit because I don't fucking like the guy. I think he's a piece of shit, but as a... As a character, as the Logan Paul's character he's portraying on television, he's a really good heel. He's making people hate him, which is what you're supposed to do as a heel. And when someone finally beats him, which is not going to be, it's not going to be until Mania. And when someone beats him, it's going to mean something. You know what I mean? Yes. And I I almost want Logan Paul to keep that title until SummerSlam. As much as I hate saying it. Yeah, so that when he does lose it, it's not just like a fucking... Like Gunther's doing with the Intercontinental title. You know, it's like... Gunther's made that title mean something. Like, he, no one can beat him. And it's like, with Logan Paul, it needs to be constant, like, or he's weaseling out at the end or whatever. Or the happenstance that happened with the brass knuckles in that match. Dude, that made no sense to me. Just a guy comes to the ring and everyone says, it's Logan's friend. Like, yeah. so who is this douche? 
Well, they've always had like the, the fucking guy at Mania last year in the prime bottle. You know, it's right. like, I don't I don't know who these fucking people are. Like, if you're gonna do that, have low like I thought that Austin Theory and and Grayson Waller were like his lackeys. That's what I thought. It's like if you're gonna have anyone do that, because they were they were out there too. Weren't yeah, they? they're the ones who handed him the nucks. Yeah, so why do you need which like if you're gonna have Logan Paul's friends? At least have the decency to tell me who they are, because I don't live my life on YouTube. Yeah, well, that's the only only reason why Logan Paul's there is to reel in the YouTube crowd. That's the only reason why that was a that was a Vince thing too. Dude, I'm halfway through that um that South Park special, like <laughs> not for children. Oh, that's hilarious! That is cred. So funny. <laughs> Dude, Clyde they... doesn't have any cred. They like they took a shit. Like that whole episode was them shitting all over Logan Paul. It was fucking great. It was it was spectacular. spectacular. Oh, and Randy starts an OnlyFans. That was so funny. <laughs> yeah, and was, they showed everything. I did I not know. expect all that. Uh, like, yeah, I expected like, like the censorship they usually do. Yeah, my kids were like, I told like my oldest likes Ashley likes uh South Park, and I'm like watch this one yet like it's a little <laughs> greasier than the other ones are like i don't know so like, we can watch season one through 23 but this one <laughs> yeah like there's like one episode i don't let them watch i don't let them watch the wheel of fortune episode refresh my memory what happens in that's that the one? one where randy drops the n-bomb on wheel oh of yep because that's like oh the the n-word is like we we curse like sailors in my house but that is the one word that i do not tolerate anybody saying as well everyone should yeah like if that is like one of those things if someone comes in my house and starts dropping in bombs i will make them leave my house like it's it, it i it's ridiculous and it pisses me off there's no reason that word should even be said by anybody i don't care who you are or what color you are, no one should say that word it's, it's that it's is a gross word that is what i always call the eye rub conversation where you're just rubbing your eyes, usually one arm supporting the other, going, I can't fucking believe this has to be a conversation. Right. But don't do that. Yeah, that's like that's the one thing that I do not tolerate as far as language. Like you do not make and it's not just that, but it's any kind of racist words in my house. So like Like last week when Mr. Sarley told us about the uh footage for Dominic being of a concentration camp, like that's definitely when you walk up to someone and go Okay, I can't fucking believe I have to say this. Right. But absolutely <laughs> zero footage of a gut. Yeah. I hope that whoever fucking did that got fired over it. Or right. at least at least extremely not I don't want anyone to lose their job, but like at least severely like talked to to a point where like they're like, if you fucking ever do this shit again, even close to this, you step out of line one fucking time, you're gone. You know, because it was what it was. It was people just going on fucking grabbing, like, just fucking Random footage. footage. Yeah, like, just, like, uh, public domain footage and using it. Like, that's fucked up, man. Like, do your research. And it's especially, not... like, it, it was, what, a maybe one-minute clip? Like, you couldn't take 30 seconds to just go, all right, let's make sure it's legit. Right? Yeah, it's like, and... and I mean, maybe people are just like, maybe people back there are just like, eh, fuck, who cares? No one's going to notice anyway. Well, I'm sure someone's going to fucking notice. I'm sure you have Jewish people in your fucking audience and knows exactly what that is. 
Right, like, guys, the internet's a thing, and information like this spreads like wildfire, so yeah. don't even fucking test it. <laughs> fucking people, man. Oh, anywho. Uh, so next up, we had the Men's Rumble, which, you, you know what? I'll be the first one to say it. I was sorely disappointed in this one. Like, there were fun spots, but I feel like not much happened that I didn't expect to happen. And that might have been my fault. I overhyped it. Because no, I, I was think overhyping it, was just, it. You know what else I think it was? The crowd was dead for this part. They were. And there were pops, but like it was I, I thought it was cool. It started off with Jimmy and Jay. Completely at random. <laughs> yes. But like the thing was is there was no intensity between those two and, and when they were like it started the match and there was no intensity they had a little stare down right but what i was hoping to see was marty Jannetty, Shawn michaels and royal rumble 93 or axe and smash when they started off right but i mean do you remember Mar- Jannetty and Shawn michaels in 93 oh yeah they fucking darted and they just started punching the shit out of each other like over and over and over, and over. like there was like one of those back and forth blah, 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 blah. that's what i wanted to see like from because that's the match I was hoping. I was hoping that that interaction in the Rumble was what was going to spawn the fucking match at Mania. Like, there had to have been something going on in that between those two. Because they had been in the match together for, like, a long time, for, for a while. And, like, they just, like, that match, they should have been at each other's throats the entire Rumble. Like, they should have had a one where, like, Jimmy would do something, like, you know, Jimmy would... F- try to fuck J.O. and try to push him out and like it didn't work and then Jay would go back at him and it would that would and, and he would kind of sliver away from him and then when Jay was in trouble again Jimmy would go and try to push him out with the other guy and then Jay finally gets sick of it and eliminates it and there's your huge fucking pop there's that story the big problem I had with the rumble 90 seconds it's too short there's not yeah. enough time to build a fucking story Plus, your ramp is, like, two miles long, so 60 of that 90 seconds is just them going to the ring. Right. And nobody ran. No, you know? like, they jogged. Some of them jogged. I, uh, that is the, that's the fucked up thing about the whole thing, is, like, it should go back to two minutes, because it's amazing how much that extra 30 seconds makes a difference. You know, like they used to be able to build the rumble completely off of the things that ha- or the mania after everything that happened in the rumble. Like you would get, you know, and then there would be like old feuds, like there'd be someone in the ring as someone, you know, like that where they weren't feuding at the time. Like at the time it was um, I think it was the ninety one rumble where Rick Martel and Jake Roberts are going at each other or something, you know, because they're feuding at the time. But 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 uh, Rick Martel's in the ring and Tito Santana comes down from a feud that they had in 1989 and they still fucking go at each other two years later. That's what they're missing from this shit. You know, it's like and, and they don't even feud. But I know that if Tito Santana's in the same room as Rick Martel, shit's going down. Right. And that and that it's like that's what I want to see. I want to see that. I want to see that kind of tension and. Between two people, like two wrestlers or whatever, tag teams in the ring, and there's another tag team in the ring that hate each other, and they do a big spot, you know, like, like again in the '91 Rumble, Demolition did that heel turn, 
Legion of Doom entered the ring, you know, and like, and so there was like a little bit of that going back and forth between those two teams in the middle of the Rumble. And yeah, and this one, like, after Jimmy and Jay, we get Grayson Waller being annoying. Yeah. And then our big surprise, Andrade is back, which was a surprise to no one who was on the internet. Yeah, we, we, all, we all knew that was going to happen. And you know, it is so weird when you look back and go, man, that guy did absolutely everything to get fired and just could not pull it off. No, aside from just, I don't know, maybe you should just punch Jack Perry. Right. <laughs> Seemed that seemed to get people fired, <laughs> and you know, Andrade had to hear, "I have let CM Punk go." Like motherfucker, I punched somebody. <laughs> like you sent me home with pay. That's what we all know that that Tony Khan didn't fire CM Punk. We all know that the Bucks fired CM Punk. So anyway, that's old news, right? Uh so what happened next? Uh Santos Escobar came back and. I, I did love this. He tried to do like a partnership with Andrade. Yeah. Andrade's like, what the fuck are you trying to do? Right. Like, like you've been mean to my fucking like former manager who's my friend. Like, I'm not gonna let you do that. Right. Like, no. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the whole carrying cross thing just made no sense to me. No. Like I, I get what they're going for, but so what is it? When Bobby Lashley comes out, he eliminates Carlito and Cross. AOP come to the ring and Cross pulls Lashley off the apron. Then Lashley, AOP, and the Prophets just fight off. Like, I don't know. It, okay, so apparently AOP were just standing there at the entrance waiting for this. They should have the profits the happen. Right. And then the profits just happened to be standing there too. Were they like having tea together or something? Like Exactly. <laughs> like, uh, no, guys, it's cool. We're not gonna go out there. They're sitting there having tea at a table and fucking all of a sudden AOP leaves the table, like, <laughs> fuck you. And they run out and like beat the shit up and, and the street props are like, motherfuckers, like you fucking assholes. And they get up from their tea and run and go get them. And they're like, You told me, yeah, that, that's stupid, but you get the point. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. We had oh, the, I don't know about you, but I saw this and just thought it was disgusting. So Carlito pulls an apple from his tights and <laughs> bites it. Like, ew. <laughs> Maybe he had just got out of the shower and he didn't feel like it was gross yet. Uh, okay, that. If Manscaped was sponsoring, that would be a great time, is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Like, <laughs> uh, but, oh, I did love this. So Ludwig Kaiser comes out as AOB and Lashley and all them are fighting off, and he literally just sidesteps a fight to he just gives them... saunter to the ring. Yeah, he gives him a shitty look, too. Like, you guys are in my way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was awesome. I was like, okay, that's pretty funny. And he like it was like the most disgusted look in the world about these fucking brutes just beating each other. And he just looks at him like, what a bunch of scuzzbags. Like, like the best way I can describe it, his look was how I picture the king of England would act if he went to a pub. Just 
like I 100% just hear in his voice like oh these ruffians <laughs> yeah that's exactly what I was thinking that's funny yeah, I saw that too, and I think I think I cracked up in here too. I was like, "Look at this fucking face!" <laughs> oh god. Uh, let's see. Cody Rhodes made his entrance, and we got our whoa. Yeah, which was dumb. Just run to the ring. Shut up. <laughs> Don't right, shut like, up. Go to work. Don't shut the fuck up. Uh, but you know what? Going back to what you said, Nakamura and Cody immediately saw each other and got into it. I appreciated that. Yeah, that was cool. That's because Cody's a fucking professional, and right. Honestly, I don't think they, I don't think they tell him what to do as much as they tell other of the workers. Like you need to hit these points. That like Cody just go out there and be Cody. I think that's kind of how they handle him. So he did. Uh, let's see. We had Kofi Kingston. Who did you notice? We didn't get a Kofi. Didn't get eliminated spot. I yeah, I did notice that. I was like, it was like maybe they're just trying to move Kofi away from the the silly shenanigans. Which I kind of you know what I would totally agree with that because on Raw we actually got serious New Day. Yeah, which like, okay. huh? It took you know half a decade, but this <laughs> is nice. Yeah, there was no pancakes involved in the Rumble. There was no weird chair spot that he botches you know but i was it's almost disappointing though because that's like one of the things you look forward to seeing in the rumble right there's kofi being fucking weird (laughs) like we didn't even get i would count on him i would count on ricochet we didn't get a creative non-elimination no which maybe that's triple h saying we're getting away from silliness they're there i mean sometimes though like like i'm not a big fan of the new day like i it's not even kofi i don't like austin creed at all like i'm i know we've had this conversation i'm not a big fan of of uh xavier woods or whatever the fuck he calls himself um he just annoys me but the one thing i can uh, like and the one thing about new day is like sometimes it is funny and sometimes it's fun to break up the monotony of seriousness of a bunch of fucking jock asses. Like, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you back. Blah, blah, blah. And then New Day's like, pancakes. <laughs> you know? It like, you know, it hits my brain the right way sometimes. But it has to be, they're very specific. Because a lot of the time with New Day, the shit's just not funny. Right. You know what I mean? Like the trombone thing. I fucking ate that thing. But whatever. I still think when they broke it the first time, that should have been it. Like, <laughs> good, enough of the trombone. Like, this is Francesca too. Like, fuck me. I liked it when, like, the Wyatt family was like, Xavier Woods was like almost possessed or something by Bray Wyatt. Like, I was like, well, maybe they're going to like, this is going to get away from the silliness of the New Day. Y- I mean, you know the part, just noticing... The part about the trombone I really absolutely hated was when the announcers would go, yeah, guys, he can play the trombone. Like, great. He has a hobby. (laughs) People are allowed to have hobbies. I don't. Why is that a great achievement? I don't know. I don't understand a lot of that shit. 
Uh, well, we got, oh, we did get Gunther who comes out just pissed off that Kaiser was eliminated. And he's like, and then he, he like has words with him. He's like, he's like, he's like hey, what, what did he say to him? He said something to him. He was just like, this is, this is what I'm talking about. Like, this is like, you failed me. <laughs> right. He basically looked like a disappointed father. Yeah. Like we and, trained so hard and this is the best you could do. Yeah. And Kaiser's just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like later, like lowered his head and walked away. Uh, and then we got Cody and Gunther squaring off, which I'm totally down for it. I love the idea of that match. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, let's see. We had Ivar come in and of course wrecks everything. We had Bronson and Ivar fighting each other, and I will never complain when I get to see big guys doing big guy stuff. And we didn't did we have to hear uh did we have to hear fucking what's his face like uh Wade Bear be like meat, they're slapping meat. He likes to I, say that. <laughs> I think he said something like that, which I I hate the meat chant. I really, really do. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm just getting bitter, but I hate people yelling what. I hate yeah. meat. I hate singing the Seth Rollins song. Like, there's so much the crowd does that takes me out of this. At least they're not using beach balls anymore. I I like to think that Claudio feels like he's the reason. <laughs> like, when he ripped that one in half. Yeah. Which, like, man, that, that took some serious dedication to do, because I don't know if you've ever just tried to grab a beach ball, but... That motherfucker's strong, though. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, dude. That guy's like probably the strongest pound for pound person in wrestling, Claudio. I almost feel bad for whoever brought it. <laughs> like there had to be some sort of a like, hope he doesn't fucking know it was me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be airplane spin by this guy. <laughs> I miss I miss uh, Cesaro in, in WWE. He was so much fun to watch. So you know at Metallica concerts on usually the second to last song, they unleash a bunch of beach balls. Yeah. And it's so funny because everyone else is playing a guitar or bass, so they can just push the ball away when it comes to them. Yeah. Poor Lars is stuck on drums and everyone's just pelting him with beach balls <laughs> until you can finally see one member of the band come over and like try to protect him so he can stay on beat as best as possible. <laughs> oh god. It's not Metallica that's unleashing the beach balls, is it? Yes, it's their beach balls. Then why the fuck are they doing it if it's fucking up their fucking set? Like, because it's fun and they're Metallica. They don't care at this point. Yeah, I guess not. I guess not. Like they've gotten to the point of, all right, we're gonna do two eight-hour shows because we have that much <laughs> material. We are gonna take a day off in between shows because we are older now and just can't do this. Yeah, like fuck this shit. <laughs> oh, like there's a whole spot where. Rob and oh my god, who's the guitarist? Not James Hetfield, Kirk Hammett. Oh, yeah, Kirk. Yeah, they do a whole hey guys, so we wrote a song today just for you, and they just do a little thing. And the whole time you're going, This is when Lars and James are resting, <laughs> like they're definitely in the back getting a vitamin shot or <laughs> some adrenaline, maybe, dude. I get it because, like, when I used to my band, we used to tour like a little bit here and there and do a bunch of shows, and it was hard, it was hardcore, dude. I like was 
pushing myself to the point where like I would I would be so pushing myself to the limits to where I would start blacking out like from doing certain things I'd have to like I'd have to like take like a drink of lemonade or something just to if I can get me out of it and so I started incorporating whenever that would happen I'd be like after the song I'd be like all right guys well you know and just for all of you right there and then I usually say so I can take a fucking break because I'm fucking old the band's gonna play Metallica and they start playing I always had them play for whom the bell tolls yeah like while I was taking a break <laughs> like I got like a five minute break so I could come back in like rejuvenated again and we always did that right in the middle of the set just so I wouldn't die <laughs> so no, I get it's a, it it's a great plan like I'm not hating on him at all if anything I watch it and go that is genius yeah yeah that's smart it's fucking smart as hell Plus, I appreciate totally that day off between shows gave me a chance to go to a Yankees game. <laughs> you know what? You know what's amazing? There's two stories of that game. There's me who wore a Yankees hat and was palling around with everybody, and just I made a ton of friends I'll never talk to again that day. Then there was another person who chose to wear an Astros hat and Oops. got peanuts thrown at. <laughs> I figured you were the only guy, you were at a fucking Orioles game or something, and you were, like, fucking, like, wearing the Yankees hat at an no. Orioles game. <laughs> no, I am I am super respectful. If I go to a different stadium, I wear their stuff. Like, yeah, I'm sense. in your house, and I'll be your fan for this day. Yeah, that makes sense. And plus, you don't want to get pelted with peanuts. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I don't want to go to Philly and wear the wrong jersey. I went to a... Uh... A Colts game uh, when I was a teenager with my dad and I was they were playing the Dolphins and I was like and I was a fan I was a big Dolphins fan because I loved Ace Ventura Pet Detective that's oh. like the main reason why I was a Dolphins fan so I wore a Marino Marino jersey to the fucking Colts game in Indianapolis dude people were giving me the shittiest fucking looks I'll but they weren't, they weren't mad at me because I wasn't wearing Pat's shit <laughs> everybody knows you don't wear pat shit when you go to a game in indianapolis no matter what is not it doesn't even matter the brady's not there they still hate the fucking pats in indianapolis oh i'm sure deflate gate and all that shit <laughs> anyway you know so during the ravens game where they just fucking blew it against the <sighs> chiefs yeah next to me sad. was this moron who just taylor swift would be on the screen and he turns you know, Taylor Swift was the worst thing that ever happened in football. Like, really, the worst ever. <laughs> so, worse than murders, worse than drugs, worse than, you know what, worse than Deflategate even. Taylor Swift is the <laughs> a girl in a skybox having fun supporting her man is the worst thing to ever happen to football. Yeah, it's definitely not the worst thing for sure. Like, it, but it's definitely one of the most annoying. So, you know what, I... I don't root for the Chiefs during regular season at all. I will root for them in the Super Bowl just knowing this guy is going to have a shitty time. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured you hated the 49ers that much. Well, no, we beat them in the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, Beyonce can turn off the lights all she wants during the halftime show. <laughs> and, and according to Ray Lewis, she did that. <laughs> oh, shit. Um... Which is amazing because you hear him just go, well, at least we know Ray Lewis isn't part of the Illuminati because he's given away their playbook, I guess. I, uh, I'm i I'm not typically a conspiracy theorist, but I am when it comes to this. I know 
I know that the 49ers are not going to win. I already know. I already know. Like they, It's not just me. That's the thing. I thought it was just me that thought this. But I was like listening to fucking like Eric Bischoff and he's saying that. And I'm listening to Conrad and he's saying that. And Jeff Jarrett is also saying that. Like everybody is like saying all like they're like, yeah, that's all fucking rigged. They literally said that like NFL is, is fucking faker. Like, like it was Jeff Jarrett that said it. The NFL is faker than professional wrestling. Is what he said. <laughs> and you know, dude, I, I hope one day to get a commercial, but oh my god, I tried listening to like one of Conrad's podcasts. How do how do people listen to something that long with that many commercials? Or like listening to like him say balls, because that's really funny. Right. You can tell he's so uncomfortable saying Yeah, because it's like with the manscape or whatever, like fucking commercials. He's like, you can shave your balls. Like, he's like, it looks around like anyone looking at me, like saying that. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is all this? Like, they literally say balls in their fucking commercials. It's so (laughs) fucked up. What the fuck happened to the world? Usually they would say nether regions or like unmentionables. No one, they're not, not fucking manscaped. They're nope. just, they just come right out and be like, your fucking balls need shade. <laughs> they're, they're, it, like, it, literally with that accent, like as fucking New York as possible. <laughs> Watch y'all shave your fucking balls. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck is all this? <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was hearing. <laughs> I was like, wow, these guys got some balls. <laughs> uh well but it's a new world we live in it's a new world much like much like manscaped will eliminate ball hair we had braun breaker eliminating jimmy uso and balor and then squaring off with gunter which was awesome and apparently if this is true i'm totally fine with it because braun should be treated this way this was supposed to be brock lesnar's spot yeah. And who was it? Michael Cole said that Braun Breaker apparently hits the ropes at 23 miles an hour. <laughs> which, like, if true, there's your fucking video package. Like, have yeah. someone there with a radar gun, have him in a weight room throwing shit around. Like, <laughs> do that. Just coming soon. A, co- a complete fucking monster. And and the thing is, is like, I've always, I've never liked the spear, right? And the only person I've ever liked, the, the one spear that's like, looks like it would fucking kill someone is Rhino Gore. Anyone else who's ever done a spear, it's been fucking lackluster at best, right? Excuse me. And uh, <laughs> Braun Breaker's spear looks vicious. And yes. if it's true that he's bouncing off these ropes at 23 or whatever mile per hour and he fucking spears someone right after that with the fucking, with the fucking, like, that's fucking, like, I buy it. Because this spear looks vicious, dude. Like, it looks how like cool it would, would it fucking be, hurt somebody. How cool would it be if they got him in front of, like, a tackle dummy or something? And obviously fudge the numbers. But have him hit it a few times. Have some sports nerd whatever go oh my god he's hitting it this amount of power that's enough to break a human being's ribs in half 
And they could like catch you like a doctor, like with a fucking pointer, like oh, the rib cage of this impact was it would look like this. I always thought they should have done that with the mist. Like go to some optometry office, ophthalmology office, whatever. And if you can't get a real one, whatever. But just have some guy in a lab coat going. Well, here's what the mist does. It enters through the iris and affects the cornea. It makes the sclera swell. Like, <laughs> really, do that as someone like, yeah, why does food coloring hurt them so much? <laughs> <laughs> you could even be really weird about it and have, like, the doctor scrape some off of Cody after he comes to the back being sprayed by <laughs> Shinsuke. Why not? And have him be like, oh, you got to give him the proper antidote. Exactly. Like, the red, this is for the blue, like... No, you gave him the you gave him the antidote for the blue mist. We needed the antidote for the red mist. Now Cody's now Cody could not survive this. That maybe <laughs> that's what they should do. That yeah, like if we're gonna be absurd, let's go all the way with it. Why not? Fuck it. Fuck it. It's a field <laughs> goal. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, Braun Breaker, dude. That was like that was my favorite part of the rumble. Just watching him just fucking destroy everybody. I loved that part. And you like, and I were talking about that beforehand. Like if he joined, if he entered the rumble, which we wanted to see, we wanted to see it last year and didn't happen. We got to see it this year. And it like, fuck it. It was awesome. It makes me wonder, like if the shit with Brock wasn't going on, would they, he even put him in, you know what I mean? And he wouldn't have done what he did. It would just been a lackadaisical entry. I'm, but because Brock is a piece of shit, Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) Brock is a piece of shit, allegedly. Like, that's good for Braun Breaker. Like, it's just like, okay, fine. Like, we've got a fucking another guy, another guy here who's not a piece of shit, allegedly. And we're gonna let him fucking do these vicious fucking things. And I I I wanted I want to see Braun Breaker fucking win the title now on the main roster. It is still amazing to me that when Braun Breaker talks, you hear Scott Steiner. You hear them both. Like, I hear Rick, too. Like, I actually, I was before we did the podcast earlier tonight, I was playing uh, WWE 2K23 GM mode because it's like my favorite thing. Yeah. And I I had my in my roster in the draft, I booked Braun Breaker, Scott Steiner, and Rick Steiner because they're all in the game. Okay. They're all three in the game. And like not just downloadable con, like not just like community creations, like they're literally in the game. And so I booked them all. So like the Steiner brothers are my tag team champions. Braun Breaker is my in- and my NXT World Heavyweight Champion. And like I just, oh, it's so fucking cool. And I just, I told my wife, I was like, look, look, look see these three guys. Like she doesn't give a fuck. Like she's just like, oh, she's just humoring me because I'm excited and I'm like, oh, like look at this, this is cool. And I'm just like, look, 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 that's Braun Breaker. And she's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, look, that I go, do you remember Scott Steiner? And she's like, yeah, I think so. Like, I remember you taught you. And I'm like, that's Scott Steiner. And that's Rick Steiner. That's Braun. I was giving her the history of the Steiners. <laughs> and I'd be like, would you just shut the fuck up? I don't give a crap about any of this. But she said they're being polite. Being like, oh, yeah, yeah, I see it. But I'm just like, fucking cool. I see both of them in him. <laughs> I you get know, excited it, sometimes. It still <laughs> amazes me when I see... I, I actually had this conversation with somebody. Hey, do you think the Young Bucks could legitimately beat, like, the Steiners in a fight? No. Not even now. Right? Like, no. <laughs> Not even when they're senior citizens. 
And I and I got that. Well, what about like the Road Warriors? Could they beat? No. And I'll no. stop your question real quick. They're not going to beat Farouk and Bradshaw either. Mm-mm. They're not even going to beat the Beverly Brothers. Like, there are very few people <laughs> who are wrestling now that could legitimately put up a fight against those people. Right. Dude, the Bucks couldn't even beat up Ascension. Right? <laughs> Especially the big guy. <laughs> I don't remember what his name was. His, na- his name was Connor, and his whole thing before Ascension made him kind of cool. He looks like a rat. <laughs> okay. Like that, and the weird thing was, it was this. It was a weird time in NXT. I cannot stress that enough. Do you remember Alberto Del Rio's personal ring announcer? Yeah, the the little guy. Um, yeah, he apparently was feuding with Connor, and so he lays like a bunch of cheese cubes to a mouse trap, like one of those <laughs> Hanna Barbera esque. You pull the stick out, and the box falls. <laughs> Face. And to his credit, Connor did not eat the cheese, but he's like, and he's not crawling. He's just like crouching as he gets to one. And he's like, oh, piece of cheese. Oh, piece of cheese. Oh, piece of cheese. <laughs> and then he goes into the fucking box. <laughs> oh, God. I like, that was the... when, uh, that was when Fandango, before he was Fandango, I want to say Curtis Axel, but that's definitely jo- wrong. Johnny Curtis. Thank you. Johnny yeah. Curtis was with Maxine, not Maxine Dupree, but this was when, uh, man, it, it the... wasn't Maxine. It was um, it was uh, Summer Ray. No, no, no. It was before Summer Ray. It was before Summer Ray. Okay. So yeah, it was. It was so. It was a weird time in NXT. I'll just <laughs> put it that way. You know, like she, uh, of, yeah, yeah. She went on to be Katrina in Lucha Underground. Oh, okay. To it, I still say. Where the fuck is Katrina? Probably working in the Indies. Like, uh, okay, Triple H, if you love your fans, and I know you do, Tony <laughs> Khan, you have spooky people. Some of them could use a manager. Bring her in. <laughs> if WWE's not careful, they're going to lose fucking Valhalla to fucking AEW because Valhalla would fit in with a lot of that shit. Right. You over there. Yeah, that's yeah. No, dude. Um, where the fuck? Where, what was I talking about? I can't. I can't remember. Uh, we started with the Steiners and the oh, we were we were talking about that Braun Breaker. Yeah, like so wrapping that all all up. Like Braun Breaker, like was the. I want to say this. Like I said, I right now I want to see Braun Breaker fucking make a run at the title. Like I want like not necessarily until after mania you know but i want to see that's the thing and this is the only way that the cody thing cody not winning at mania is going to work for me if cody does maybe they do have him go at seth rollins because of cm punk's injury you know what i mean because cm punk got hurt and uh, we're just we're gonna go into it let's just go into that in a minute we'll talk about it all right uh so i i did okay i thought the pat mcafee spot was funny it was funny. I thought so. I like Pat McAfee, so it it it'll. I might be biased, but yeah, like he had he had the Drew Carey spot of like I'm terrified and I don't belong in here. 
Yeah, because he walked in the ring and he, like it was Gunther, or it was a Gunther and fucking Braun Breaker. And it like, was um, it was Omos and Gunther staring <laughs> each other down. Yeah, I no, get it, it was either. Gunther and Braun Breaker. My apologies. Yeah, yeah, Omos and and Braun Breaker. Yes, some combination of those, but yeah, I'm definitely and, and, landing on Braun and Omos. Yeah, and. And yeah, if I was if I if I was Pat McAfee and I like start peeking my head in the ring, and I'm like, oh god! I look over at Braun Breaker, who's like, looks like he's a rabid chinchilla right yes. now. Like he just he's like, hey, I'm gonna fucking kill everybody. Like that's what he looked like in the rumble, and I was like, I'm buying this. This guy's scary as shit. If I was Pat McAfee and I looked and I saw, wow, this guy's seven feet tall, and this guy looks like he's going to rip me in half, and run around in circles and stomp on my fucking intestines and then fucking kill this other guy. I'm not getting in the ring. Right, like, <laughs> fuck um, you guys. Like, man, I, I really appreciate the chance, but that guy looks like he's going to rip my legs off and use them as chopsticks to eat the rest of me. So, no. <laughs> yeah, I like that. that. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> Good one. Uh, let's um, see. We had JD get killed by Braun Breaker. Then, I, I loved this. Truth comes out, and so much credit to whoever did this, comes out at the same number he <laughs> accidentally came out to the women's for. And he throws JD in the ring, who's immediately eliminated. And then we get a hot tagged in the rumble. That was funny. That was really funny. Like, I was I was literally laughing. Like, I was literally in my chair in here watching this fucking just rolling. Like... I'm like, this is the funniest fucking shit ever, because <laughs> it was it looked funny, and but the weird uh, the weird thing was was like the aftermath of it was weird, like they did yeah. all that, and I'm like, okay, and then like then Raw happened, I'm like, okay, that's fucking weird. So, real quick, that is the second funniest hot tag I've ever seen. Let <laughs> me tell you the best funniest hot tag I've ever seen in my lifetime. Okay, it was at an indie show. And there's three really young wrestlers, and one like his hair looked like White Snake, just not as blown out. And you could tell this guy is from the 80s. And so he's in there, he's laying down the match, everything. And I'm watching, and his partner's getting his ass kicked. And the guy's on the apron, give me the tag. Give me the tag. He's stomping the ring. He's got the crowd into it. He's clapping everything. And I'm sitting there going, I cannot fucking wait to see this hot tag. This is going to be unbelievable. The guy dives. Hot tag. 80s guy gets in the ring. Spins around three times, stomping his feet the whole time. He lets out a big yell. Rear naked choke. (laughs) Good. And I mean, I can't stress enough. I was on the edge of my seat, like, I cannot fucking wait to see whatever is about to happen. Like, that's it. <laughs> that's, that's it. Oh, that's the, the, the hot. That's good. The hot tag in the rumble, like, the crowd was into it. Yes. The crowd was, like, so happy. Like, that made everybody. That was, like, the one time Dom, and Dom got cheers in, like, three years. Like, they weren't booing the hot tag. Like, our truth is fucking gold, dude. That motherfucker's a national treasure. He is. He must be protected at all costs. Yeah. He's wonderful. 
and it was against Gunther. Like, our truth was a house of fire against Gunther. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I know that he's like a comedy character. I really wish that they would have. I, and I wish they'd still do it and push him to the fucking moon, but don't make him serious. Like, push him to the moon and have him still be what he is right now. Like, where he, like, he gets a championship and it's like, he's still fucking weird R-Truth. Not like the 24-7 title. That was dumb. But, like, having a legitimate title in there and he gets it all from being crazy R-Truth. I think we're going to get... I could see them putting Awesome Truth as the tag champions again. Because, like, so? Judgment Day are the tag team champions right now. They made it very clear that Truth is not a part of their group. Yeah. And then Miz comes down for the save, which... I, the only way I can justify it in my head is Judgment Day is down in the ring having their match. Truth is at the standby. And Miz says, hey, I don't trust them. I'm going to stay right here without pants on, just in case you need me. <laughs> I'm in my Speedo, just, you know. Like, I'm dressed for my match that I don't have later, but in case you need me, I got this. <laughs> I don't like that tag team, though. I don't like Awesome Truth. I don't. I like Truth, but I wish he would, wish he would team with someone else. Like, I don't like Awesome Truth, and I don't like that all the love I had for the Miz recently during his feud with Gunther, yeah. it's gone. It's 100% yeah. gone. Yeah, they completely killed his fucking momentum. Right. And because that match with Gunther was good. It was really good. It was a sleeper, and I loved it. Like, I was just like, wow, holy fuck. Like, the Miz is working a match, and it looks great. It's just like with when Chad Gable and Gunther, like, they fucking killed that momentum. They just took a shit on both of these people's like major fucking hype. Whatever. And uh, I mean, I guess they don't think Miz is like Miz is there to be the Miz and they don't really need him to do a lot of stuff. I don't I don't know. But I wish the truth would find someone else. Almost someone who's like like Steve Blackman. OK, like oh, a Steve like a like, Blackman. Like a Steve and Blackman. Yeah, like like a guy is just like. I don't like any of your shenanigans, but I'm going to keep put up with you because I want to beat these guys up. You know what I mean? Like, that would be funny. Because, like, head cheese was hilarious. It was. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was funny. And and it's not just because I'm an Al Snowmark. Like, it's just because it was funny. Because Steve Blackman's seriousness next to Al Snow's wackiness was a great combo. And they, I wish they had someone in there. Like... Almost like a Lance Storm or like someone who's just like a no nonsense, like not like an over the top personality. Just someone who's just everyone's just like, oh, this guy's fucked up, you know, like 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 Champa was in, in NXT. You know, like Champa shows up and he's just this like just angry fucking guy. And then Archery's like, oh, we're going to fight Tom and Nick. You know, <laughs> and he's like, I don't care about Tom and Nick. I'm just going to fucking know that. And that would be fun. Right. Well, let's see. We had oh, next we had Damian Priest eliminate Truth right away. Which here's okay. Here's what I don't get about that. I get Damian doesn't like Truth, but he is a body in the Rumble that likes you, so he can save you every now and then if need be. Yeah, like really, just go up to him like, "Hey, Truth, buddy, you 
you know, Judgment Day doesn't eliminate other Judgment Day. Like, it, if you've already got a Patsy, fucking use him. Yeah, manipulate it. You know, manipulate him. I, I'm not advocating for that in real life, but no, no, it's but already it's, on the table. Yeah, like, yeah, not in real life, but like in the storyline with, you know, that kind of situation. That's the, <laughs> dude, that's the whole problem with all this going on right now. It's really like it's hard now to. There's certain things that are cringe that weren't cringe a week ago. Right. You know what I mean? Like they were always cringe, but like now it's like you, you think more about like what you say and you're like, yeah, that was a little cringe. <laughs> As the kids Which is say. why you got to really jump in quick. So that spot has to like, nope. Yeah. Oh, who was it? Trish Stratus on one of the, it was one of those like, aren't the divas hot DVDs? She does. She does. <laughs> It was so funny. She just is she's talking all sexily and does the whole I just really like to wear lingerie because it's just so empowering to stop. I had to do that quickly or you might use that clip. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, the the yeah, and then like Damien Priest just like viciously attacks truth in the rumble. Oh, just punches him right in the face and throws him out. Yeah. Uh, the cr- and the crowd fucking oh man they went off they were not okay with that i think that if our truth would have won the rumble people would have been okay with it i think everybody would have been fine with with our truth winning the rumble i would have been <laughs> i would have been fine with him being the final four at least yeah whatever uh, let's see. We had uh, what else? We had CM Punk come out. We had Ricochet, Drew McIntyre. Uh, Sami Zayn made his return, which oh, what was it? Ricochet kicked caught by Drew. Oh, right. So Ricochet goes to kick Drew, and this was the like athletic moment. Drew flips him out of the ring. Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember that part? Yep. Like, I really wish we got a creative non-elimination, but that was a super cool elimination. It was pretty cool. And then and in the middle of all this, CM Punk's there, like, getting ready right. to come out. Oh, no, he's out. He's out at that he's, point. He's already out at that. Okay. And let's see. Yeah, because Sammy was 30. Right. Yeah. And we had Priest get eliminated by Zayn. Zayn was eliminated by Drew. Seth and Roman are watching from Skyboxes. The same Skyboxes, you can see Taylor Swift... <laughs> During Kansas City Chiefs game, whoever that guy was who really hated her at the bar. <laughs> yeah, I like I said, you know, I, I was really upset about it first, but I just shook it off. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just got to admit that you're the problem. It's you. <laughs> I don't know any other Taylor Swift songs. I only know the one. I could have made more than one joke. <laughs> nerd <laughs> uh let's see we we could go love story we could go uh that's about it as i hear myself say that yep that's my knowledge then all of her country music that no one cares about anymore well i have co-workers who are super furious that i was at a taylor swift concert when she opened for a guy named keith urban and she wasn't like she wasn't taylor swift yet yeah she wasn't swifty swift exactly that's so, what I'm gonna start calling her now. Swifty Swift. Like I even Flava had, Flav. 
Right, like, I even had to explain to them, guys, no, I, I was at the concert and Taylor Swift was performing, but my friend and I took that opportunity to go get a beer. <laughs> like, so, yeah, Taylor Swift was there, but I was paying almost no attention to it. Now you can't get tickets to see her, if, even if you wanted to. No, like, g- good luck, I hope you can mortgage your house. Yeah. That's why it Would blows never... my mind when I see the people in front row just going, how did you come about having these? Yeah. Like, I, I'm not accusing anybody of anything, just I'm legitimately curious. Let me tell you about the time I got somebody front row to Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> they did some things for me that I did not approve of, but I had to have happen. <laughs> it was someone who's like, it's the day of my daughter's birthday. What do you want? I want Taylor Swift tickets. Okay, now get out of my face. <laughs> See, I'm picturing even he would be like Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I I cannot swing that. But I will tell you this right now: there's even limitations to my powers. <laughs> like, look, we could uh, we could bribe a senator, we could we could whack a president, but Taylor Swift concert that whoa. <laughs> I think you need to leave my room right now. You're insulting me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. How does, so, how does one obtain the unobtainable? <laughs> All right, I'm done. I, I promise I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so, we get our final four Drew, Cody, Punk, and Gunther, which uh, I guess this is the spot where Punk tore his triceps was a future shock DDT by Drew. Yeah, he fucked him up real bad. He fucked up all the plans for WrestleMania. Right. For like for one whole day of WrestleMania, like that one move fucked everything. Like, man, um, maybe this is God telling Punk, like, look, I can't do main event of Mania. I'll give you SummerSlam, though. You'll have a great match with John Cena. Everyone will talk about it for years to come. Just I can't work Mania in for you. Here's the thing now, though. Now we know who's winning Mania next year. We already that's, know now. We know that's now. what I was thinking too. It's not like there's not going to be any, unless they really spin some shit around between now and next rumble. Like we already know who's winning next year. Well, let's see. We had, and I thought this was like, I thought this was Punk trying to go heel when he says he didn't come back after ten years just to lose to Dusty's kid. Moments later, Punk loses to Dusty's kid. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's like what is it? There was a press conference Tony Khan did when WWE WWE was fucking with him. Like this whole oh WWE doesn't care. Like no, they they fuck with people if they have the chance. Mm-hmm. But Tony's doing the press conference and goes, I- "I'm serious. I am not going to sit here and take this fucking shit." Spoiler: He did sit there and take that fucking shit. Sure did. <laughs> and really, like n- nothing wrong with that dude. Like I. They put on alternative programming. Just man, that was the wrong wording to use. Oh, dude, did you did you hear what the the um number projected fucking like watch numbers were for Collision? It was I only would like guess two, in the low two hundred thousands. That's what it was like around like two hundred thirty five thousand. I'm like, I mean, it, 
it already was not a great number for them, but man, for them to go up against the Rumble and to constantly have to move during sports. If, if they would have, you know, the only other thing they could have done, they could have ran like some super show, you know, like how Super Clash went up against like some or Survivor Series or some shit. That's the only way they would have been able to make up for that number, but it was just a random show. There's nothing that they could have done aside well, I'm from... Sure, I'm sure also at that point it's like, look, go to catering, find someone we haven't used in a while, and just use them. This show means nothing. <laughs> you like, gotta feel I'm bad for the talent on that show, though. They're like, right. watching us tonight, that sucks. Like... At the same time, I would think, hey, here's the one where you guys get to take it easy. Like, still go out there and put on a good match, but maybe now don't do the Canadian Destroyer off the balcony. Ten times. <laughs> or maybe, maybe Moxley, you need to not cut yourself tonight. Like, this is a night where you can use that time to heal up those other cuts from last time. You know, your, Renee will be happy. <laughs> oh, what was it? He did an interview where he was talking about he was staying in a hotel and he wakes up and like the sofa or whatever is just stained with blood. Yeah. And of course you hear that and just go, you sound like the worst hotel guest ever. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he paid for it. Right. I would hope so. Or Tony probably did. Although it would be hilarious if like some hotel manager recognized who he was and just going, oh, by the way, we have a special waiver for you. <laughs> like we uh we went ahead and and put extra linens in your room and we went ahead and plastic wrapped our couch <laughs> we put like, teflon all over it, your room Be careful. it may feel like you're sleeping at your grandmother's house but really we just don't want our shit ruined yeah that should be a thing when AEW's coming to town and john moxley's on the car the hotel should immediately go to the teflon store <laughs> or Tony Khan should just buy Teflon and give it to the hotel. We're like, yeah, you guys are going to need this. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but the thing, here's the thing about Tony Khan, though. I could see Tony Khan being that cool of a guy to be like, hey, uh, guys, like we're having a match here. So, this, this dude, I could totally see Tony Khan doing this. Uh, you know, like our wrestlers are going to be a little bit bloody. So, let me just give you some extra money. And uh, I've got the Teflon trucks on the way and they're going to show up, uh, you know. They're gonna show up a couple days before uh, my people get there, and and you know that way everything's great and no worries. So that that is how that seems like that's how Tony Khan is. Yeah, that's why I don't hate Tony Khan because that guy seems like he's just a legitimately nice person. I can't be, I can't hate a generally nice, a genuinely nice person. I can't do it. No, but, I've yet to see the part where Tony Khan was malicious. I've never seen that from him. I don't think he has. Like, a, I don't think he has a malicious bone in his body. I think if he keeps getting pushed around, he might. He might eventually pop. But I think he would hire someone else to do that for him. Like I don't <laughs> think he himself is physically capable of it. He's just gonna be like, "Hey, stand here and get mad. <laughs> stand, stand next to me. Be my shower. I would shake a lot and turn red." Like, right. <laughs> but I mean, he had. He has what's. He has what's his nuts on his locker room. You can just have. Uh, fucking uh, Wardlow, do that. Like Wardlow, come over here and stand next to me for this show. And I come out and I talk about the Greek Greek recognition. I got my knocker or whatever that guy's <laughs> name. You've seen, you saw that clip, right? Yep. 
I have no idea what the fuck he said, and I don't know who that is. I have nothing. I have nothing whatsoever about that. But Brock, could you imagine Wardlow back behind him when he's doing that? And Wardlow's just like all elating for him, like all emoting for him in the background, being like, and Tony's all happy, and and he's like, I don't know what to do here. Do I get mad? He just he just goes, <laughs> turns red, and starts shaking. <laughs> oh AEW, you're so funny. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of turning red, we had the Raw after the Rumble, which was, man, not much happened. No, it was a lot of yappy, yappy. I mean, it was. It, we did have the ta- the was it the tag team title match with um, DIY. Yep, DIY and Judgment Day, which I I did lack, love. It was lack of days ago. I just put on here. The match itself was fun, but I had no doubt at who was going to win. Like, yeah. this match and who was it? The Was it Kabuki Warriors? Yeah, this match and the Kabuki Warriors match. This was clearly a match that we just had to sit through to get to our talking segment. Yeah, basically. And this would have been the perfect time for during the DIY match with Finn and Damien. This has been the first. This would be the perfect time to sow the seeds for the Tommaso Ciampa Gargano feud, where like there's a miscommunication and 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 Gargano like some fucks up the match and Ciampa gets pissed, and then we can revisit that because that would be good fucking TV, right? <sighs> and like, happen, it kills me seeing Ciampa with such a well maintained. And well-colored beard. Yeah. Where you watch and just go, no, Ciampa is a wild man. That's why we loved him. And such like a calm composure. And even coming out, like, doing the whole running in place, trying to get the crowd into it, like, man, this is not the thing I loved about him. No, not at all. Like, even the DIY of NXT, I don't remember him doing that. I still yeah. remember him being a wild man. Yeah, he and yeah, like it's like they neutered him or something. They totally did. They yeah. totally did. Well, he and Gargano, neither one of those guys wanted to be on the main roster because they knew this was going to happen. Like both of them had said publicly, we don't want to go to the main roster. And this is exactly why. You know? Right. Like, oh, what was it? Was it family guy, the woman getting her hair dried? Like uh-huh, what happened? Exactly what I said would happen. Did what I said would happen happen? It did. You know why? Because it <laughs> happened and I said it would. Yeah, I think that was family guy. Oh, uh, yeah, but the, yeah, the whole Raw, like, I watched it today. I finally got, I finally got getting around to watch it today. And I was just like, okay, this might be pretty cool. We're going to start setting up Elimination Chamber. They didn't set up one fucking thing for Elimination Chamber. Nothing at Nothing. all. Nothing. It's 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 only like three weeks away, and like we don't even have we don't even know who's in it. No, like they, I think maybe SmackDown they're gonna start doing that. Well, maybe. they did. They did have Pierce and Aldis, which, oh my God, don't have Andrade stand between Adam Pierce and Nick Aldis. They dwarfed him. Oh yeah. It, it also really did not help that. Who was it? Michael Cole 
they're talking about Andrade coming back, and Michael Cole goes, standing at 5'9 and weighing in at 230. Like, really? That, huh? <laughs> yeah, I always thought he was bigger than that. I thought so too. And like, Nick Aldis is like six foot three or four, so don't have him stand when the GM looks bigger and more imposing than your wrestler. Right. Don't do that. The thing is, I didn't get to see that segment because Hulu cut it. Okay. So I didn't get to see because there was something, wasn't there a segment where like it was Andrade and then like he was like, and this is a segment where he's like, oh, Braun Breaker's on the phone. Yeah, this is the one. So it, it was really weirdly laid out, to be honest. But Pierce is signing Andrade to Raw. Then Aldis tells Pierce, you know, I, I lent you Bailey and we've got all the Rumble winners here. And he says to Adam, so this is how it's going to be, huh? And Adam says, well, it's just business. Then Braun Breaker calls Aldis like, you're doing the same thing, dude. Right. And I guess that's the whole shtick is Adam Pierce wants the best show. And Nick Aldis just wants to climb the ranks. Yeah. At least that's how I'm taking it. I don't want to see Braun Breaker on SmackDown. Like, Braun, he seems like Braun Breaker would be a gritty addition to Raw. I think that's what Raw needs. But nobody shows intensity. Like, Drew McIntyre is, like, the closest thing to intensity you have on Monday Night Raw. Yep. And in and, and SmackDown, they have, there's a lot of, like, Solo Sokoa is intense as fuck. On SmackDown, you, you you have him there. You have, um, you know, other like like Kevin Owens, like very intense people on SmackDown, and like Braun Breaker, Braun Breaker needs to go to Raw because they fucking need someone who's gonna like be the fucking alpha. You know what I mean? Because there's yes. no there's no fucking alpha on Monday Night Raw. There's Drew McIntyre every week. He cries and whines about how he got fucked in Scotland. You know what I mean? Like every yep. week, it's the same shit. And then we had CM Punk, and CM Punk's not going to be there for like I think they said about four months. He's going to be out, and and maybe four months. It depends on how it heals. And it's like, and so, and you got Seth Rollins, who is not alpha. Like I swear, he's he's Elton John. And you have Cody, who's just like the suit. You know, he's like the the popular fucking uh, American Pie fucking baby face. You know what I mean? Like Don yep. McLean fucking my, you know, Miss American Pie. Like, that's what I get from Cody. He's like the fucking, he's the guy that everyone looks up to. He's the fucking super face. He's the corporate face. Yeah, but you need you need someone in there that's just a fucking just hardcore motherfucker who's gonna spear people through fucking walls, who's gonna fucking like beat the shit out of whoever else. Like that, I want to see Braun Breaker versus Gunther, and I also want to see Braun Breaker go through people like Bronson Reed and Ivar and Otis. Yeah, these big motherfuckers. You know, which is what Braun should be doing. And but they're now they're gonna put him on SmackDown and put him up against two Grayson Waller. Fucking yeah, the, that's the, the two the tag team they look like elves from Lord of the Rings. Oh right, pretty deadly. Yeah, they look like Rivendell elves. I'm not I, even. I had like never Merkwood thought elves. of. Well, to, now that you've said that, I'll never unsee it. But yeah, yep, that's a perfect example. It's exactly what they look like. 
you know, and like, and you should, like Braun, sure, like, but Braun's not going to have a, a, a program with Roman Reigns. There's a lot of other people on that list first. Right. Know? And Braun Breaker and LA Knight, I don't care. Braun Breaker and Randy Orton, I don't care. But Braun Breaker and like Seth Rollins, I do care. Braun Breaker and fucking Damian Priest, like, yeah, they totally like Braun Breaker and Demon Finn Balor. That would be fucking awesome. You know, there's there's so much to that that could happen, and that's why I don't want him to go to SmackDown because it, it just won't, it's not going to work. But I, who the fuck am I? So nope, I couldn't agree more. Uh, let's see what else did we have on Raw? We had Zoe and Shayna kill Chasey and Piper, which like that was fast. Moving I on, didn't, I didn't see that at all. They cut that. It, it was fine. They cut three minutes. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Cody and Seth had their promo, and like we said earlier, I love that Seth is giving his case for why he is the better champion. But like, Cody came back for the WWE Championship, the yeah. one whose lineage goes back to my dad never got it. Right. It's like I don't get why Seth is making this a. I want you to pick me because I'm the workhorse. Like, but that's not what it's about. Yeah, I I I want I would love to see Dustin come back in WWE. You know, before he retires, come back and do like, you know, like one more Rhodes Brothers. Yes, like I I would love to see the two of them wrestle, or you know, what would be a really good idea, the Dusty Classic. Oh, if they want it, yes, that would be cool as shit. Cody Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes win the fucking Dusty Classic. How cool would that be? That'd be awesome. And then you get a team like Dijak and fucking Braun Breaker who are like, yeah, I could pretty, I could see them stopping them. You know what I mean? Or, right. Or Bron, even like fucking um, uh, Baron Corbin now who's doing the best work he's done in fucking years on NXT. Yeah, he finally, he's finally not a joke. Right. And, and uh, like, even yeah. when he insults somebody, the joke isn't on him. Yeah. And like it used to be. Uh, let's see. We had Jay Uso versus Bronson Reed, which like the match was nothing special. It was every big guy match. Big guy takes over in the beginning, misses a tsunami. Jay wins with a super kick and a splash. What match was this again? Jay and uh, Bronson Reed and Jay Uso. Yep. And and who won? Jay. Okay, yeah, they cut that from Hulu too. I think. What did they give you? We've gone through like the whole show almost. We got the we. I got the tag team main event. Okay. I got the um. Wait, segment. the main event was Sammy and Drew McIntyre. Okay, so I got that, and then I got the tag team title match, and then I okay. got um. The punk interview, the Cody promo with Seth. Did they give I, you Gunther and Kofi? We did. I did. Yeah, they got. I got Gunther and Kofi. Oh, good! You got the best thing on the show. Yeah, and then I think that I think there might have been one more, but I couldn't tell you what it is. Did they do Kabuki Warriors nope. against Natalian Knox? Nope. Did they do the Bailey promo where Nia Jax came out? Yes. Oh, that's hilarious. 
Yeah, I did get that. But no, I didn't. We did. Yeah, the Kabuki Warriors match wasn't on there. That's why I get pissed off. And like, my my wife won't let me fucking have like sling or whatever. I can't even watch the whole show. I don't even know what's fucking going on. Some of the best segments of the sh- a lot sometimes of the shit they leave out. I don't like a lot of the main event shit. I like to see the mid carters. That's the shit I like to watch, you know? Because the mid carters are the fucking workhorses of the whole goddamn thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Kofi and Gunther had an absolutely great match. Yeah, it was good. It was a lot of fun. And what was it? Sammy and Drew had their fun match and. The finish I thought was weird, where like Drew ducks a haluva kick and, hits him and him accidentally low blows him. Yeah, that was yeah, that was dumb. I was like, but I mean, I I don't know what they're gonna do with this. Like Sammy, dude, they that's the other thing. They fucking all the momentum Sammy Zayn had is gone. It's like gone. I forgot about him. I'll be a hundred percent honest. Until the rumble, I forgot. It was the hottest thing on fucking wrestling programming across any promotion with right. Sami Zayn and the bloodline and all that. And now Sami Zayn's just a footprint. He's just, he's doing, he's, he's losing every fucking match he's in. He lost the tag team titles. He lost to fucking Drew McIntyre. He lost to Seth Rollins. Like it, it's, it's, it's shit. Uh, I, and, uh, I don't know. I don't like it at all. And I'm really, like you said, I don't know where they're going with Elimination Chamber right around the corner. I'm guessing we'll know on SmackDown. We'll figure out what's going on there because they're going to have to do, they're going to figure out something um, with Seth's title. And that's the thing. They can't fucking figure it out because they didn't make the announcement about they're trying to weirdly get Cody to question his decision. It's like, no. Like, he made the decision at the Rumble. Now you need to worry about what you're doing with Seth. And you have right. the Elimination Chamber. And you need to figure out who the fuck's going in that Elimination Chamber. Plus, like, he made the decision when he first came back to the company. Yeah. And in my opinion, like, if you go after anyone else now, you're just acknowledging that you can't beat the other guy. Yeah. And maybe that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to insult, or not insult, incite drama so that we're all like i don't the wwe is very they're they did this a lot with when ass hat was in charge but like they want to piss you off it always seems like they were making decisions not necessarily to build stories but just to piss off the fan base because they knew you'd still watch regardless right and that always that always upset me because it's like whatever happened to fucking Remember when they all came out and they were cutting their promo about like, we're going to do like what we realize we've been failing you and we're going to start listening to the fans. They they still don't do that. The only pass I can give for this week is they had so many injuries that they're dealing with. Yeah. Like Seth going down, Punk going down. Like they're not going to have any of their world championships at Elimination Chamber. No, they can't. Unless Roman's like, going to fight somebody. The best they could hope for is, yeah, give Roman a call and say, hey, bud, everyone else is hurt. We need you to come into work. Yeah. Maybe they're going to do an elimination chamber match for Roman's title. 
I think they should do elimination chamber matches. He who's gonna fucking go after Seth's title. That makes the most sense. That's what I thought they were gonna do anyway with Punk. That's what I would think. I mean, and then have Punk go over in that in that match, and that would have been fine. But I, I like I said, now it's different because of Punk's injury. It's kind of fucked up a lot of stuff. Right. But now is the time. Here's the thing. Now is the time for you. You've got a lot of injuries in your singles, right? Now is the time to do an overhaul rework of your tag team division. Because you, you, no one gives a fuck about Logan Paul, but you've got Gunther who's bringing prestige to the Intercontinental Championship for the viewers. You know, we that's now legitimized it again. Now is when you need to work on your tag team division because, sure, Judgment Day has the tag team titles, but I don't fucking care. Not at all. I was yeah. actually just thinking that. I was thinking that when they had the tag team championship match, I kind of forgot they were the champions. Yeah. I'm like, your tag team championship reign, you've done nothing to elevate the championship. The only, like, the only, it almost yeah. feels like to the Judgment Day, it's an inconvenience to have to defend the championship. Yeah, I see that. We're like, the whole thing instead is focused on, oh man, Damien and Rhea are having a problem, and Damien still has the briefcase. Yeah, what the fuck is that about? Like, I mean, may, are they going to try to have him cash in at, at Elimination Chamber, have him cash in at Rumble? or? It still doesn't make sense. Or not Rumble at Mania. What I mean. It still doesn't make sense just saying, okay... I hope to God what I end up hearing is you had no plan for this. Much like with Otis, we're just, hey, he won the fucking money in the bank. What's next? I don't know. <laughs> Let's have him like, lose it to fucking The Miz or whoever the fuck he lost it to. Right. Which, especially because they keep saying, well, no, Drew McIntyre says, oh, Priest is a moron for trying to cash in when he did. Why didn't you wait till after the match? The next week, they have Seth Rollins out there with a brace on, a bad knee, talking about, I might need surgery, I might not make mania, I'm going to do everything I can. That's your moment. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, and I, think I don't know, was he that. was he the one guy who doesn't just chill out in the gorilla position in case he's needed? I don't know. The thing is, is like, I think that they didn't pull the trigger on doing something like that because Punk. And now they're like, fuck, we should have pulled the trigger on it. Right. You know, and like, now, now they're going to have to figure that out. Like, if nothing else, just to get it off of him so that you can continue the riff where he just, I don't know, the Judgment Day couldn't help me when I cashed in the briefcase. And then Rhea can say something akin to, well, I've never needed help in any of my matches. I'm always fixing your guys' fuck-ups. Right. You know something they they've never done with the money in the case, money in the uh, bank briefcase that's interesting. They've never done it to where, and this is something they may be able to do. So elimination chamber happens right, and they have the elimination chamber. Damian Priest is in that match already, and he fucking loses and gets eliminated, and then everyone else goes through the whole thing and battle and whatever, and then. Like Seth's in that match or whatever, and then all of a sudden, like Priest cashes his title, cashes a briefcase in, in the same match he was already in, so he got eliminated. But then he cashes it in and fucking goes in and beats him with the second chance. I've never seen that. 
Yeah, the closest I can think of is I think Edge cashed in at Elimination Chamber, but he wasn't already in the match, so it's not like he had lost anything yet. Yeah, is that when he like beat up Kofi and threw Kofi to the side and jumped in or whatever? Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember exactly what happened before that because if I recall correctly, it was kind of unforgettable. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I've never, but yeah, I've never seen anything like that. Like where like Priest gets eliminated, but then he has the briefcase, and so he fucking. The referee's in there and he fucking brings a briefcase back and he's like, fuck it, I want another chance. And then he wins. I'm totally misremembering. It was at John Cena. New Year's Revolution 2006. So it's way back. Yep. That's way, way back. <laughs> That's probably why I didn't remember it all that well. <laughs> like a lot has happened in 18 years. Yeah, no shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. And I mean, I, that's not the best idea in the world, but I've never seen it happen. I'm kind of just, I want to see. They're going to have, like I said, they're going to have to do something on SmackDown. They're going to have to say something about something. I think that's entirely what the Adam Pierce, Nick Aldis thing was, was like, hey, guys, we only had two days to figure out what we're going to do for this show. We've got a week to Friday and we'll lay out everything. Maybe they're gonna um they're gonna have Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker win the Dusty Classic on Sunday or Saturday when the fuck Vengeance Day is. And then that's gonna wrap up Braun Breaker in NXT. And then they're gonna do the thing where Braun enters the elimination chamber. Cause they're gonna do a thing where it's gonna be like three guys from SmackDown, three guys from Raw. Yeah, it's gonna be this Sunday. This yeah, this Sunday. And so they're going to have three guys from SmackDown, three guys from Raw, and like that's like Braun Breaker's like, I want an Illumination Chamber. You know, or something like that. Like, that that might be how they do it. And it's, and it, the thing is, is I don't, unless they're planning on doing The Rock and fucking Roman at WrestleMania. I really can't see that. I'm they, picturing. Yeah, they're not building it, so. I'm picturing Rock is going to be later. Like after Mania, I think SummerSlam, or I maybe next that. next year's Mania. I mean, The Rock's not a fucking spring chicken, you know what I mean? No, no but apparently no. he's there to stay now, so he's always going to be around. But he's still making movies. Yeah, and he's they like... just combined the he just combined the XFL with the USFL. Yeah, which means for those who care, we get a little more football. Not going to be as good, I'm sure. Uh, hopefully it is. I mean, well, it might be better. It might be better considering the NFL is such a shit show. Yeah, that. So I mean, it might be. It might be a lot more entertaining. And I looked it up. <laughs> I have a team represented. Oh yeah, they have. Yeah, they have the DC Defenders, which like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> Are they using any of the original like teams for the XFL? Like the was it like the LA Demons and? And all that. Um, I, don't... I didn't look up if it's the original teams, but let's see. Does he hate me get a play? <laughs> I don't think he hate me as in. Uh, let's see. We have we have the Arlington Renegades, the Houston Roughnecks, the Orlando Guardians, Rico's the Roughnecks. San Antonio Brahmas. Man, three oh. uh, three Texas teams already. Jesus. We have the DC Defenders. Go Defenders. We, 
We have Seattle Sea Dragons. They're not going to get an Indiana team. You're going to the Indiana We're Going to Lose team. <laughs> we have the St. Louis Battlehawks and the Vegas Vipers. Huh. Whose stadium, surface, and capacity are still to be announced. <laughs> well. Along with the Houston Roughnecks. Rico's Roughnecks. Huh. Um. <laughs> Were the Rough Riders not available? Like, what the hell? I think maybe that's owned by DMX people. I don't know. Um, so Indiana, right? Yep. I've been living here. And it's, it's, a, it's a football state. It's a football and a basketball state, right? So we have like a farm, like a AAA fucking hockey team, you know, that's like a Blackhawks, like Blackhawks farm team or something from Chicago. But it gets cold here, and we don't have an NHL team, which is fucking stupid, right? I'm like, and so they make this a big announcement a few years ago. We're going to build this new stadium. I'm like, are we finally getting an NHL team? Because it would work here. Like, like Illinois if has If you one. build it, they will come. Yeah. Apparently, they don't. So Michigan has a team. Ohio has a team. Illinois has a team. Kentucky doesn't have a team because it's, I don't know. I don't know why. But Tennessee has a team. Everybody has a fucking team. So they announced this big stadium. And I'm and we're all like, oh fuck yeah, we're gonna get an NHL team finally. So they're so they make their big announcement about the team that's going in there. Major League Soccer. <laughs> Nobody in the state gives a flying shit about Major League Soccer. And and except for like psycho sports people that like all sports and if it is called sports. You know, like if they call like like oh professional darts, oh we got fucking like that. It's fucking sport. You know, like nobody here gives a shit about soccer. No one. Like I don't like you don't go and you go to the pubs here or the bars here, and people are like, "Did you see that soccer game?" No, it's either did you see the fucking Pacers? Did you see the Colts? Did you see the Blackhawks? Did you see the, you know, that's what we get. Like, did you see, like, and then college basketball and shit. Nobody has ever in the history of mankind in the state of Indiana ever said, did you see that Major League Soccer game? No. <laughs> I didn't see the Major League Soccer. Because nobody cares. Fuck off. Get an NHL team, you stupid dicks. Ugh. Makes me so mad that I don't live in a state. Where, sure, I can go watch the Indy Fuel, but I don't care. I don't care because it's not it's sure I'm those guys are great and they play really good hockey but it's not an NHL team so it's not legitimate to me like I want right. to see no that's fair league sport and I don't want to see soccer I barely like the Pacers <laughs> anyway but hey you know what people range. would love to see and is what? available now and you're even doing a watch along in one day <laughs> yeah tomorrow tomorrow or well, as this airs it'll be the tonight I guess because this will go up later today, because it's after, oh, yeah, no, it's almost after midnight, so it's actually technically will be tomorrow. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you can watch uh, episode seven of Fantastico Disasterpiece Theater, released today, because it's before midnight, so released today on the 1st, on Troma Now, uh, it is called El Control del Demonio, and it is, uh, I have my special guest, C. Robert Cargill, writer screenwriter of dr strange the black phone and sinister is my guest and he and i watch 
the 1980s cult classic, 1980 cult classic, The Children, which it's not the, it's not like the best fucking movie in the world, but it's fun. You know, it's not going to win any awards for sure. And, and it didn't. In fact, in fact, like it got raked across the coals when it came out. But the score is done by Harry Manfredini, who did Friday 13th. Mm-hmm. At the same time, he was scoring Friday 13th. So there's that. And, and, and it's, it's a fun movie. I watched it and I had never seen it before. And I'm like, well, you know, I've heard this. So I'm going to try to do this movie. Watch it. And it's like, oh, it's fucking cool. So you can watch that. Uh, and the watch along is tomorrow night. Um, on February 2nd, Groundhog Day, Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific time, specific time. <laughs> I know I have to do it every time. Um, and we're going to tweet along with it on, on the old Twitter X, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to have spaces afterwards. It's going to be a fun time. Chroma Now, you can get it uh, on Roku, Apple TV, Chromecast, I believe. Uh, you can get it on all that shit. It's $5 a month. Your first month is free. There's almost two full seasons of Fantastical Disaster Peace Theater on there now because next next episode uh, after this one that's coming out that just came out is the season finale. So, and but the season finale has no movie because the movie isn't ready yet. So I'm just going to release it and time stamped with the movie. And so when the movie does come out, you can watch it. But and then it'll go up. It'll go on Troma now anyway, just the segments. But it'll go back up on Troma now once the movie is done too so because like we have a narrative you know we have a narrative that i have to fucking like finish i can't wait like eight months to finish the narrative and and put it plugging in a different movie is not going to work because i talk about shakespeare hashtag shakespeare shitstorm in the movie so much like episode. cody rhodes you will finish the story eventually <laughs> i might have to win a royal rumble oh well, that's gonna work i'll be like this is my royal rumble if i win this i finally get to fucking put the movie into the edit so yeah that's what's going on everybody and check that out it'll be fun it'll be a good time it's a really good it's it's a fucking screenwriting uh it's literally a screenwriting fucking workshop at first with me with cargill and i talking about like the rules and how you do screenwriting and like the 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 do's and the don'ts and the 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 old school like this used to be whatever and it's fun so check it out troma now roku chromecast apple tv all that other shit there you go. It's not on Xbox and PlayStation though, which I, I I really wish they would do that because I watch all my apps typically on my Xbox. So anyway, that's that's it. So I got nothing. All right, cool. So that that was uh, that was a good show. We started off talking about shit that we just needed to talk about, and we had a good time talking about the Royal Rumble. Next week it'll be back to formula talking about the uh, the week. In wrestling, hopefully not the W E A K, but the W E E K, and, and hopefully uh, everyone behaves. <laughs> yes, and we'll see what's going on with the elimination chamber next week. Hopefully, so everybody take it easy, have a good time, don't hurt each other, and respect each other. That's a very important theme. Respect each other, respect boundaries, respect each other, and treat each other properly. So, for myself, legendary luchador Gringo Fantastico, and my my lovely co-host jason the turtleneck hilton this has been your favorite podcast headlines headlocks and hijinks thank you everybody and good night spay new year pets <laughs>